family. This is Melinda. This is Kat. Happy wedding, Death Row. Happy wedding, Brian. Congratulations. <laughs> My favorite was uh, cottage cheese. Eh? Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Of course, when I took the EMT class, I was going through my research for EMT, and I came in, and the chalkboard said, would anybody like to be a victim tomorrow night? And I was like, yeah. And so I said, I'll do it. What do you need me to do? And they're like, just bring something that you can get disgusting, and we'll do the rest. And I was like, okay. So I show up with my old ratty clothes on and he, they take a marker and they write skin across my breasts on a t-shirt so that nobody cuts that part off so that I'm at least sort of clothed. They mixed up a concoction of cottage cheese and applesauce yeah, and a few other things and let it sit out overnight and dump that from my face to my shoulder Ew. and on top of the pacemaker that they attached to me. Yep. They gave me a broken leg, a an artery that squirted, and a little thing that I could pump and actually make it squirt blood at people. Nice. <laughs> and a pull, pull cue, and they told me I had bit... Oh, I think I had a knife in my chest. <clears throat> I was pretty messed up. And uh, they said I'd been in a barroom brawl. And we sat there and screamed at each other, the two of us that were in that ballroom brawl. And... Well, I didn't swear because I didn't use swear words at that point in my life. But uh, the other person effed me out. And I just said, oh, I'm going to kill you over and over again. I video of this somewhere. Please, please share this with me. <laughs> I am greatly amused. And, uh, yeah, it was great fun. I was a good victim. I That's had good. a good time. But I wore a lot of cottage cheese vomit that night. Yes. <laughs> That's just disgusting. It was pretty disgusting. But it was Yeah. Fun. I'm just not a fan. I I'm not a fan of the jelly bellies <laughs> bananas. <laughs> oh well that messes up my Christmas gift to you. That- yeah, it's been a fun week. Oh. <laughs> I hate finals so much. Well, I'm sorry, but this You're is are these your last finals? These are my last finals. Yay! Then you don't have to worry about finals ever again. It's just, I mean, part of it is just, I mean, I've been doing this for a year straight. Mm -hmm. And I'm so burnt out at this point that, like, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to giggle at the freshmen who are like, I'm burnt out. Shut up. Like, (laughs) I I don't don't even let them finish. It's just like, no, you're not burnt out. Like, (laughs) You don't even know what burnt out means. No. (laughs) I am on my last leg. You know, I, 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 I'm just, I'm at the point where, like, everything is either funny or, like, hysterical to me. Yep, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I am three fries short of a happy meal, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Clocking in at 111 chapters, three months of recording, ten weeks of editing, and 22 solid hours of podcast. For Friday, October 19th, this is episode 154 of Potterfake Weekly. Welcome to the place where the editors slowly go nuts. Hey, Ron. The next time you're...
previously on Pontific Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Pontific Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Pottervick, whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yeah. Okay, what did I miss? <laughs> Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two, and that could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Harder think we please where the story never ends. That, so mm-hmm. I prefer that we didn't... Uh, do finals are uh, uh, recording that week because I'll be in study mode and I won't be able to record. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, I was just I think really be... hoping to get it done before we went on our break so that we could start something new. We can get it done. We can get it. I mean, I, I my last final is the sixteenth, so I'm not sure I can be here on the seventh either. So okay. I mean the fourteenth, not the seventh, but I'm, I'm fine the seventh. Well, the seventh is it. That's it today and the seventh. But you said we have two more weeks. No. Yeah, so this and this and the next one. two more podcasts tonight and next week. Yeah, you need to stop including this tonight. Okay, then we have maybe we can we can maybe we can do Anne's interview like on graduation night. <laughs> That's a possibility. Hmm. That would be actually doing, really fun. We're not doing Anne's interview until we release. I'm not doing this a year in advance. She's got to be able oh, to fun. hear them. Okay. Aww. Then, then we, we we have to do something on graduation night. I'll call you guys and just we'll okay. get drunk. I don't know. <laughs> Find a one shot and go what nuts. You, what are you doing, Scott? Next have a drinking week. game one shot read off. We're if I may be our family we said we'd go and sing some carols at some sort of fundraiser potluck thing. Then they got one of the women in our Knox church choir is related to the person who's organizing this thing and she got some of us to come and join in, sort of thing. Okay. Well, Holy crap, I'm graduating in 14 days. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it afterwards and see what we can do. Uh, yeah. No, it's just this whole, it's scary. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine the, the title of this podcast, Cat Has a Crisis. <laughs> Cat Has a Meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll have to work out some scheduling things and stuff, because as of February, I probably... Well, I have no idea at this point how much time I'm going to have. Right, uh, you, in February and onwards. Have you heard? Yes. Back from I'm that? really, really proud of our boy here. Well, I know that you talked to somebody the other day, and mm-hmm. it's fairly likely 
that I'm going to be in. He's. I think he actually said on the phone call he was going to send out a letter. I haven't had a letter yet, so officially there's no confirmation, but it's the guy who runs it who was talking to me, so I'm probably. I'm so proud of you, Scott. Yay! You really deserve this. I will be sad if, if you leave our podcast, but I would be totally supportive of it. I would listen to the Canadian radio just to hear Scott. Like, yeah! <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that won't happen until the podcast is actually coming out. Because um, yep, have to go. Because it'll be four years before this podcast comes out. <laughs> do, we, do we get Canadian radio down here on the internet? Some of it, yes. Oh yeah, there's that's true. Well, I know you get CBC because every time since about a year and a half or two years ago, every time they're announcing you're watching CBC or listening to CBC, they also list the. Uh, Public Radio International and Sirius Satellite oh, yeah. 57 and whatever else it is that they're on. Uh, but I don't know if you would get anything that I would likely to be doing because yeah, assuming I go through this and do really well and get a job, it's going to be some tiny um, country town radio for <laughs> first. But um, you can yeah. do it. You can access it on the internet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe That's if how the. Wizard Rock fans uh, crashed this tiny town's, uh, like, I think it was Ann Arbor. Uh, Ann Arbor's, like, tiny radio because Steph Anderson was on. Oh, okay. (laughs) He talks in the R's. So everyone just locked on and it crashed within five minutes. It was really funny. Oops. (laughs) Oops. Oh, dear. (laughs) We're a little obsessive. Just a little bit. Tiny bit. So are we clear on which chapter? Starting with anyone, well, I was trying to um, find the last podcast and just see if I could figure it out, but I apparently didn't number it. I closed out my my PDF at ninety one. Does that sound right? That's uh, yeah. what I think it is. But I have a starting. I have you guys all talking in my ear. Are you sure? Are you recording? It says it's recording. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, this is Wizard Rock. We should just make that an episode. Sue needs to label her files. <laughs> no, no. Are you, are you sure we're recording? Yes, I'm sure. Are you really, really sure? Can you hear me now? Back up. Back up. You're not backing up. <laughs> there you go. Sue's computer. Oh, for the love yeah. of God, shut up. <laughs> That's nice. I'm glad I got that on my recording. Sorry, the do- oh, that means you to shut up. School here. No, I'm not um, telling you to shut up. I'm telling the idiot next door to shut up. Even when I visited with you, Luna was there to save us from the Dementors. And he's like, "Excuse me." I'm confused. Okay, so Luna and Dementors. We should be able to figure this out. Yeah, that right? was the end of chapter ninety. Right. Yeah, so it's ninety-one. Was ninety-one. I was right. Ba, ba, ba. But, but I told I told I told you that I'm in a weird mood tonight, and it's just gonna get weirder as the weeks go on. We are recording. I will put the conference call up here. Um, Is it recording on Skype? I believe so. I closed everything else but Skype out. Double check. I'm double checking right now. Skype hijack. Record. We are good to go. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. <laughs> What's being hijacked? Oh, that's how I recorded. That's the name of our recording program. Oh. Some variation of this conversation is going to be at the beginning of every single podcast recording for the next, I don't know, <laughs> half a season. Probably. Yep. <laughs> oh, because it was, it was such a good conversation that, that we missed. 
we missed a lot of good conversation <laughs> that day, but yes. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well. No, 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 not oh well. You owe me something. I don't know what, but you owe me something. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to the coast on the 16th. That does not give me much time to mail poop to you, but you don't have to mail poop to me. I don't need what? The I don't hell? need poop. <laughs> I don't need poop of any kind. <laughs> Wait, think about this. Do you remember what it is? Yes, yes, I know. All right, because you asked me to get some. Yeah, because I was going to do something funny for my aunt, but it, it's okay. I can do it next time there. Okay. It doesn't have to be for Christmas. Okay, no, but I don't, I don't need poop. All right, just check it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Listeners out there, we're just going to leave it at that. Cat does not need poop. I think you just named the episode. <laughs> very wrong. Very, very wrong. I know in general what it is you're actually talking about, but I can't remember the specifics. Oh, well. UPS came here to deliver a package, and our trees were overgrown in the driveway so much. Kat and Scott will understand this. The trees were overgrown into the driveway so much that they were hugging the orchard side. Yeah. And literally slid into the orchard. Oh, poor and guy. We had to, you know, get a tow truck out and drag oh, him out. It was goodness. all rigmarole. And they had delivered our package to us, and he said that they, you know, after hours, and he was already working late because it's Christmas Eve. Oh, poor guy. And after hours, they finally got him pulled out, and he left, and he said, I got down the hill, and I realized we had another package for you. And I wasn't bringing it back until it was the very last package. (laughs) So he came back again at the very end of the day. And then I think he parked at the end of the driveway and walked it up. Okay. I hope he got. Uh, I hope he got uh, overtime. Oh, I'm sure. Poor lots thing. And lots. I felt did so he, bad. Did you give him cookies or something at least? No, we just protected him from the Rottweiler who hated his guts. Oh. Oh, this is the old dog, not Bonnie. No, not Bonnie. Okay. Bonnie doesn't just know curious. how to hate. <laughs> Unless, of I, I really want to meet Bonnie. She's a sweetie. I have to come out again soon. Okay. I've been craving. Well, she doesn't jump on me. I'm good. She's I've not been a jumper. craving. I've been craving those bacon maple donuts. Mm-hmm. What the oh. heck is a bacon maple donut? It's heaven. Know, they sound so weird, in a don't fat they? Bomb. It's heaven in a fat bomb. No, wait, wait, wait. So you, you've got like maple syrup and bacon in a donut? No. Check. No, check no, out. It's, it's a maple it's a, ba- a maple bar, a maple like a maple frosted, donut. It's a maple frosted donut with okay. bacon on top. candy with can- candied bacon on top. Wait, 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 wait. You make the bacon sweet? Yes. I don't know what that it's actually candy. People? I don't think it's candy. I think it's just regular it's, it's bacon. It's kind of sweet and salty. Like, it, it's, it's well, kind it's, of sweetness. Yeah, it's so, the bacon's salty and the and the maple frosting's sweet. That's what makes Weird. it. Weird. If, if you want a picture of it, if you look on about the staff on Puffwa, <laughs> my picture is... A picture of me eating the maple bacon donut. Oh, I'm almost scared. And there's also pictures of the maple bacon donut on my Facebook. And I will link you those. Because we were <clears throat> eating them. We were. Oh, well, we went for ice cream, I guess. You could go for it was, donuts. It was good ice cream. If I had known more about the donuts, I'd have taken you there. But I didn't know enough about oh. it. And they had the Texas, and they have tons of stuff there. 
I just it wouldn't have been, been as good when we were there, actually, because um, mom really doesn't like donuts, so wouldn't have had something for her to have most likely. No. Although I do have to say that the the voodoo donut slogan goes along with puffwa. It's That's it, man. Yes. The magic is in the hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's got magic in it. It works. Mm, yep. So for us it's the the topic is in the hole or something. No, it's magic. Where the magic never ends. Oh, no, that's the story. Mm. The story never ends. Neither does the podcast. Yep. But you just have to hope you find something relevant mm-hmm. while you're listening. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. This Hold on, I think Kat got booted. Oh, dang her. <laughs> of course. Somebody always has to fall off right before we're actually going to I know. do something. Tell her I'm working on it. Okay. I can't complain too much because half the time it's me, but you know. I was listening... To the other, oh, uh, disgusting. Two old. Po- Ooh, Scott, how's that going? The um, the the, the F- cast. Yeah, the F series yeah. thing. Um, how soon do we want that? Because I can kind of buck and do more. I've I've kind of decided not to mostly edit the podcasts themselves. There was a little bit of editing got done of the um, Dan versus Loswin podcast because <laughs> I happened to land there when looking for things and I did some editing but mm-hmm. um, mostly I'm just finding the um, I'm I'm leveling them all and finding the, the transition spots Right. but I stopped doing that uh, I worked on it all day um, three days ago and then I've stopped to work on the video project instead because my program is going to run out in 20 days so ah, well you better get that done um you know as soon as we can get it because i told natasha dave that we'd get it to him but okay yeah you know that i was working on it and then i said oh i've got it almost done but then my editor took it i don't know when it'll be there and he's like all right <laughs> so, so yeah, should well, we start Hi. I started it, and then you fell off, so then I had to... I did not fall off. Something you funky went too. You falled off. But my internet kept going. Yeah, didn't that happen last time? Yeah. My internet's still going, apparently, seeing as I'm talking to you all, but I can't actually um, Get access any pages. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Yeah. Voodoo. The, voodoo, well, the Skype, actual voodoo dots were actually not that good. Skype's got a different connection, though, because I've lost internet and still been able to Skype people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it must be something to do with the proxy it uses or whatever. Catch I have no idea how to actually fix down. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I pulled up the picture of my maple bacon bar, and it's just like, oh my god, I miss it. It's dangerous. so good. Onto the floor. And then my poor donut rolled out of the door. Donuts don't roll. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, sure they would if they were round, but maple bars don't roll. All right, I'm starting this. You guys be good. Welcome to Butterfic Weekly. This is episode 152 of Be Careful by Ann Walsh. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Kat. And I'm Mooney. And this week we are doing chapters 91 through to the end. This is the... Last episode we're doing on Be Careful. Yay! Unless there's an interview episode. Do not blaspheme. 
but knowing else that might be attached to this episode, so who knows? It's so symbolic. We're finishing Be Careful at the same time I'm finishing my university career. <laughs> Except by the time they're listening to this, you'll have been out and wandering the world for I hopefully will have a job at this time. <laughs> Amen to that. Future me, if you don't have a job by now, then I feel very bad for you. <laughs> hey, Sue. So Can't disown yourself. Sue, <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a feeling that when you said this is episode 150 whatever, uh-huh, two. that instead of saying poof, well, I think you said be careful, but that just might have been me. <laughs> I think you did. No, I said love butter. <laughs> I said perfect weekly, and then I said we're doing be careful by Ann Walsh. It's okay. Are you sick again, Sue? No, darling. Still. S- still. Poor Sue. Aww. Poor Sue. <laughs> and we're hoping that this this doesn't get going, because if this gets going, then I'm just going to have to leave, because you don't really mm. want to listen to me puking on the podcast. Oh, no, thank you for that. <laughs> Not really. I love you, Sue. Like, like you know I love you, but, but no. But it's not, yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't not like unless it it's when in I Master Fix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it when I puke. Like, like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Such fun. So we are on chapter ninety-one of how you get down. I, get down. I guess that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we are on chapter, chapter ninety-one. How you get down? There we go. No, yeah. let's 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 be careful how you get down because how you get down sounds dirty. <laughs> Well, either way, it sounds dirty. <laughs> I started listening to P.S. and Scarlet the other day, and I had to stop because it sounded dirty to me. It was a totally innocent thing. It was very sad. Interrupting you very slowly. Yes. I said to her, I've been hanging around with Cat and Mooney too long, and this is what happens. <laughs> what did they say to Cat? They laughed at me. <laughs> well, okay. To be to be fair, I was corrupted in high school by a combination of eighteen year olds and Gilmore girls. So, I mean, if you want to blame someone, blame Gilmore girls. Yay! We apologize anyway. to any fans of Gilmore girls who happen to be listening. But I'm a I fan guess if you're real fans, you might not be. The number of times that Lorelite Gilmore says dirty is is bound to... And Rory, too. Don't forget, Rory does, too. And Luke. Rory does, too. So does Luke. They all say dirty. I'll leave it in the hands of the experts. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. No clue. So we have Draco. Yes, he is in the Owlery. He is. And he has a stray feather. And he's quiet. And tomorrow... I feel like we're playing a game of Clue. What? Draco in the Owlery with a feather. It is like the game. You're not going to kill anybody with a feather. Unless you do very creative things with it and involve a whole bunch of other stuff. Or unless you're really allergic. Unless Mm, you're magical. I suppose. Can you be allergic to birds? Sure. Hmm. Or you could conjure it in a really bad place and then, yeah. Mm. There we go. We're getting dirty again. I'm just going to move right on. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be dirty there. I was trying to be my creepy... Yes! No, actually, was... soft hoots behind him told him that an owl had arrived. <laughs> Curious, he dirty. turned. And there is a and white... And it's Luna. Yay, it's Luna. Yay, Luna. 
but she can't talk to him in this form, and she can't change back because she'd be in trouble. And they have a little pantomime back and forth, and then he figures out to change forms himself and go off to Hogsmeade to meet her. And they have a conversation in the hog's head, which is partially overheard by Aberforth Dumbledore, who sort of thinks about it for a while and then goes, eh, whatever, and does nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because, as he says here, in his experience, explanations paid for with trouble were seldom worth the price. That's so true. And Hermione and we shift to Hermione. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, though, we need to say that Luna tells him that he that there's something very important that he has to have the diadem before Harry and the others co- get to Hogwarts because mm-hmm. yes, she has Harry. to challenge Harry to a duel over it, and he has to win. And he's like, "I what? I can't do that." And, but she yeah. tells him he has to. So he's going to have to try, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luna brings in somebody for to see Hermione. And it's Luke the Mongoose. Of course. Who then turns into back into Draco in mid-leap, which turns out to have been a bad idea, as he kind of crashes to the floor, and it's not so great. <laughs> He's not as graceful as he thinks he is. No. Nope. He was trying to be all dramatic and, you know, flow into himself and ta-da, but uh, he just fell on his backside. Mm. I love this. Hello? You're going to marry one of my best friends. The last time we met, you destroyed my ability to take care of myself, but saved my life. You spun this absurd tale about the horrible things you'd do to me, which fit with the way you behaved to me for six years. But I've since found out that was really because you wanted to be my friend yourself. And the best thing you can say to me now is hello? Hello, Hermione answered. I suppose absurdity is catching. Yeah. And Luna leaves him alone. So, <laughs> they just like stare at each other. <laughs> and then they talk about pirates. Mm-hmm. They're very unusual pirates. They are. It's a neutral subject. Mm-hmm. So And Draco makes that a makes a connection to himself and, and points out that, you know, I like to think I'm getting more unusual. Not less or more usual, not less. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Draco's getting more unusual, but that's just me. Unusual is not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, neither is crazy. And he's wearing a their wolf, their castle shirt, which is a <laughs> reference to two different things. <laughs> which was apparently a Christmas present from the other Hermione. Of course. Although, he doesn't tell her that exactly. But mm-hmm. Describes who he's talking about and various other things. And they have a fairly cordial conversation by the time they get done with it. And you notice this is, this is very subtle, but I kind of love this. Um, Hermione is uh, mentions to Draco that Draco sounds like serious now, and she's very much you know talking in the past tense, and Draco is kind of hinting towards present tense. Yeah. And Hermione's not picking up on it, and it's just like. Queen, queen of of all things grammatical. Why are you not pay, paying attention to the tenses? He should not be paying attention to the present tense unless he knew something was up. But whatever. Well, and I love this because he's talking about his present, and he says he got it from his godparent's daughter or his god sister, if there's such a word. And Hermione's like, there used to be. God yep. say they were getting together with their god siblings or their god sibs for short, and they got together and then they started talking and they corrupted it to mean gossip. <laughs> Tell me more about mm-hmm. your gossip, Draco. Yeah. 
And that's when he describes the other Hermione to her. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the reason he's actually here is to make a proposition. Yes. And this is something I just got after rereading it for the podcast. He asks if she'd be willing to make one piece of his terrible story the truth. And at first I thought it was just because, you know, it was a fairly horrible thing that he was saying he was going to do to her. But really, it's another reference to Pirates of Penzance. Mm-hmm. There's a whole song in there in which the Major General is telling a terrible story, i.e. a lie. So it's not, it's not that it's necessarily that horrible. It's just a 1870s phrase for lie. And then we shift chapters to Peeves singing the Spam song. Draco has taught Peeves the Spam song. I love this man so much. (laughs) So he's flying around with a Viking helmet on singing the Spam song and (laughs) Alexa is going nuts. Yeah. And he's just... And not only is he singing it, he's singing it off-key because... And everybody's trying really hard not to laugh because uh, the Caros have a touchy temper, shall we say. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Tiny one. And, of course, the gossip around now is the news of Malfoy Manor and Mm -hmm. that a lot of people... And Neville thinks he can discount a few of the wilder twistings such as Ron strangling Wormtail with his bare hands or Draco embracing Hermione as a long-lost sister. And (laughs) those are actually strangely close, but, you know. Yeah, some people say it was, you know, that Narcissa died in the aftermath as well, but he got a letter from Gran that lets her know that the death wasn't an accident. Uh I wonder how she found out. Well, they... Yeah, I'm sure I drove. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and her. And I love Neville so much in this scene because, however much this boy has teased him and made his life horrible in his school years, he is still, he still says, I'm sorry about your mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forgot the phone doesn't work in here, so it only rings once, so I guess we don't have to worry. Oh. Awesome. Oh, there you go. I thought I was going to have to go pick it up. And they have this little exchange of. of Reflection and and Neville's kind of like what? <laughs> Draco yeah. confirms that Narcissa was killed. It wasn't uh, an accident. And mm-hmm. then he offers him some advice. Yes. Because this has got the Death Eaters thinking about people's families, so they might mm-hmm. want to be careful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then he. You know, throws him away or hexes him away from him so that no, I guess no, he doesn't it's a jerk, him. not a hex. Mm. Wow, I read yeah, that he as just hex. Him That's bad. The hole. Yeah, spins him away and and makes it look like he's you know hurting him or whatever, so that mm-hmm. it looks good to all of the other Slytherins. Yeah, and I love Neville. Thinking about families, Grant can take care of herself, but they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, how many of us in like on this call expected Gran to be in the final final battle oh, yeah. holding her own? I was like, what? Like, but Go it Gran. was really awesome. Go Gran! Go Gran! Good awesome. Yeah. Well, it was just as surprising to see McGonagall. No, I expected McGonagall. Uh-huh. Really? I don't know. I, I didn't expect- quite think she was. McGonagall was. I, I mean, you 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 hear Gran and you expect someone kind of frail, and. I the the scene in book five gave us nothing to assume that she was 
you know, formidable in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. McGonagall scary. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm sure there were death eaters in the final battle who, who, you know, hesitated around that woman because she was, you know, head of Gryffindor house when, you know, they were kids and she was still mm-hmm. as scary then as she is now. Yes. She's a master of transfiguration. You can turn things into other things and there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. She's really good at magic. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Gran was just kind of a throwaway character, so, you know, but but it was excellent because, you know, they didn't expect it. Bringing everybody back. Mm -hmm. She's like the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, unless you're on a geeky podcast. Yes. Everyone expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a reference thereunto. And then we change Anyhow. scenes and Harry walks back into Andromeda's house to discover that everybody's laughing helplessly. And he's like, should I come back later? And they're like, no, you should hear Ginny. She does impersonations. <laughs> She's a little scary. She can do Lucius <laughs> perfectly. She's kind of like our own Scott when... You know, he's doing Snape. Yeah. So she's got everybody laughing their heads off because of this. And they do a, a quote from another play, reworked a little bit to fit Lucius, and they have a great time. But oh, yeah. Luna is upstairs, and she knows that Draco can do it better. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the family resemblance thing going, so, you know. Yeah. And they know just a few more days, and... Things are going to start humming here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ten more days. Draco's counting down. And Draco's in the library with mm. the soul Still flask. not quite sure what to do with this soul flask thing. Again, clue. <laughs> Head desk. And he immediately thinks of Snape afterwards, but doesn't put it together. Uh-huh. Um, nope. Idiot. <laughs> he's figured it out by now. He figures out what he wants to do with the soul flask. Because he's talking, he's thinking about how he has to really make Snape believe that he's died because he can't just bring him over. Right. Um, he'll mm-hmm. he'll be looking for the catch the whole time, and he's a lot like Draco was to start with, and uh, yeah. But well, he doesn't also, know how also, to make the flask do anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, there's also the fact that Snape doesn't know that the other world is real. Right. He doesn't know that. And he, he gets a clue from Hermione, something that Hermione's always talking about that can't be done. And and what is it that Hermione's always talking Yammer, You know, it's that yammering. Why does Hermione always yammering on? Oh, yeah, I remember. You can't operate into Hogwarts. How many times has she said that to us? And then he mm-hmm. thinks, but wait a minute. Somebody can operate into Hogwarts. The house elves can. And then he's got it because mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out how this stuff works and he's trying to figure out how crazy Bella in the second timeline got Made where it she was. In the first place. Right. Cause that's why they have this is that's how Bella, um, fakes her own death and managed to be in a position to fool with the Dementors and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so he takes it back across universes and talks to Sessie about, whether there was a house elf involved and whether that might be how it works. Yep. She thinks he might be right. Did, did we ever see in canon transporting 
house elves transporting people in Hogwarts? No. 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 Never saw right. house elves a, outside of the kitchen in Hogwarts, pretty much. It's not a canon thing. But we do but know, we know that, that they, they do things that... We I mean, we know can. that they can bring people around because of book seven and all that. And we know... We, we, we saw them outside of uh, the kitchen. Dobby. Yeah. In yeah. book two. But we didn't mostly see a lot of house elves moving around because they're trying to be sneaky and, you know, right. not be noticed. So. Yeah. Right. Very slow there, them. I know, aren't they? So now we, we switch to the Greengrass sisters and Graham. I love for sure. them. Astoria and Graham are plotting just a little bit mm-hmm. because they really don't like what's going on and they're against things that most of the other Slytherins seem to be for or ignoring, but they're outnumbered, so they need a plan. Right. Well, they can't, so they can't, you know, attack outright, so they have to be sneaky. 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 Yep. I love it. So they're talking, and they reveal that uh, three snatchers were were killed, and one of them was Skaviar, which is, yay! Yay! He being the they one see, they see Hermione. They see, yeah, they see Hermione dropped a wall on his head, and that she invoked Natalie's name when she did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Graham wants to shake her hand. Yeah, and what story they has an idea that maybe it wasn't all Hermione, given what she's smart kid. Uh huh. <laughs> Very smart kid. Well, she is a Slytherin. I know. Well, Slytherin doesn't necessarily equal smart. You know that. No, but mm. but I mean they they're. I I know. It's not really, this isn't intelligence that she's showing. It's more of like, in my experience, Slytherins are very good at putting together the pieces because they're always looking for the loophole. So uh-huh. they're very good at identifying things that put together. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I would say this is a Slytherin trait that she does. Yeah, perception. And then we switch chapters again, chapter 93, and there's a small confrontation between Malfoy and Snape in which Draco <laughs> is being basically very smarmy and manages barely to get away with it. But, uh, but he managed. He's being a bit of a brat. Snape hold an o- object between thumb and forefinger. Explain. Explain! That's called <laughs> Wait, part shut of it. Draco said in tones that he would explain a fascinating new toy to little Nicky Bavois. The markings on it are this thing called writing. It's a way to preserve communication past the present moment. You should try it sometime. (laughs) But it's your handwriting. Draco's like, damn. Here he has been going around getting everybody else's handwriting for things, and then when it comes to the spam song, he forgets. There are quills that will do that, sir. The Weasley twins sell a very good line. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to talk to Snape like that. No way. Oh, no. I think I'd try. Draco's feeling a little reckless at the moment. He's, you know, he's he's on the home oh, stretch. No kidding. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have much to lose. Yeah. No, he really. I mean, his mom just died. I, I even without the alternate timeline, I think he would be mm-hmm. smarmy. It's just he's picking his targets wisely. Yeah. Well, I love Snape. Lower your voice, Snape hiss, and he's like, "Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Will the dungeons be low enough, or should I dig a hole once I'm there?" And Snape flushes an unhealthy-looking yellow. (laughs) And he orders Draco out of his sight, and Draco's like, okay, that was way too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great time. He is. 
he's kind of he's blowing off steam a little bit in this scene. Like he's fairly tightly wound at this point because oh yeah, no, and a head. Yeah. He, he's probably stressed because he doesn't know if he's going to be able to pull all this off correctly. Mm-hmm. And he's scared because he could die, and he's scared because he doesn't officially have a side, because the side that he's on doesn't know he's on their side, and the side that he's not on could kill him, and I mean, it's... Yeah. It's life or death at this point. So we switch scenes, and Neville is in the library with Seamus, Hannah, and Susan, Mm -hmm. and they're discussing dark arts when their galleons warm. Well, he's getting a message. Yeah, and it's a message. Um, from reflection. Yep. From who is R E F? I I said uh, who's R E F? We don't have anyone with those initials, do we? Yeah. It mm-hmm. means reflection from Potterwatch. <laughs> the one who knows bits about Harry? That's him. He's a student. Susan looks depressed. Do you know who he is? <laughs> yep. But yes, but there's no time. time. And if you know, I mean, you haven't seen me since classes. And they're like, uh, Neville, what's going on? And his message is, NL, go now, avoid rush, save room for the other's ref, because the Karos are coming, yep. and he's mm-hmm. got to go. And he's heading for the common room, thinking he can hide out there, but then it dawns on him that they can get into the tower, the Gryffindor mm-hmm. Tower, They're so teachers. that's not going to work. They have all the passwords. And all of a sudden, save room for the others uh, dawns on him, and... You know, you need to have time. The room. The coming go room is now the the hideout for people who need help, which ties in very nicely with Canon. And he hides out, and the Caros are like, where'd he go? Find him! He was here! Where'd he go? You know, and Neville's... Mm -hmm. They've basically just sped things up a little bit, because I think in Canon, he was actually escaping from a beating when he made his way there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So he well, just gets to go mean, there without being beat up first. <laughs> well, the stakes are that much higher now. I mean, I don't think they were coming to beat him up. I think they were ca- coming to kill him. Mm-hmm. Could be. And Draco's feeling rather smug yes, at the is. moment. Because everything's going fairly well. The DA are vanishing one by one. And mm-hmm. the room has worked it out so that the door keeps opening at random places. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know where it is? Well, I think you leave at the random place and then you go back to whatever that place is until the next time. What? It could probably be on the galleon, so you can send the, where the door is through the galleons. That's uh. true, too. But, I mean, most of them are inside, mm-hmm. so they, when they leave, they know where they let out at, and then they know that's how they get back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, they wouldn't be leaving. Well, they might leave for some reason, or they might leave to let people know where to come. I don't know. They might have to leave to go to the kitchens at night to get food. Because yeah. you can't conjure food. Well, didn't you connect? Says... Didn't that, isn't that why it connected to the hog's head in the first place? Because you couldn't get food? Right, because they couldn't get into the kitchens without the... Uh... Right, but they haven't done this in the story yet. No, that's true. So. All it says in here is that he wants it so that no one can be caught coming and going. So... Mm-hmm. They may be going various places from it, but it doesn't really say. But the problem is, while they're in there, he can't make it become the room of all sorts of junk and find the uh, <laughs> diadem. The junk room. The junk room. I love it. Yeah, who needs a junk drawer or have a junk room? Yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's got an undetectable extension charm on it. <laughs> Could Sorry. be. Yeah. 
And so Draco's thinking and, you know, he's like, I should just go to Snape and tell him the whole story. <laughs> but he doesn't think it'll work. He doesn't think Snape will trust him. He'll think it's being tested by the Dark Lord. And yeah. it's just not going to work. He's going to have to do this on his own. I find it it's interesting that... to take that well. I find it interesting that, you know, they say in so many Harry Potter fics that only Death Eaters call Voldemort the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and Draco still refers to him as the Dark Lord. Well, Snape did too. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's... I think it might be a pure blood thing more than a Death Eater thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, you he know, why would you say, yeah, him. and it's, you know, you're raised to call him, him, him the Dark Lord. You're going to call him the Dark Lord, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> just from that to he who must not be named doesn't really make a great big difference. So, you know. And well, he who must not be named doesn't exactly roll off the tongue the way the Dark Lord does. Yeah. No. Even you know who is a little... Trickier. Clunky. Yep. Well, I know. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Abbott. And then we jump to Remus, who's rubbing the back of his skull because he's having a sort of reaction to the bond because he finally agreed to Dora's plan for the werewolf. He tried to mislay the papers, but uh, she <laughs> gave him a look that kind of scared him. So he sent them <laughs> and had ha- them back because... Uh, yeah, that wasn't going to work. And he, they did it. Yep. And he's not sure about this still, but it's happened. And the weird thing is, is that they kind of feel each, they feel things. So if, and they're in yoked movement, when one of them is distracted and the other is concentrating, they tend to do the exact same thing. So if one scratches their head, the other one does. It's kind of weird. <laughs> She sort of opens the bond and sends this wave of love and desire and joy and protectiveness and possessiveness, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. At While him. they're kind of testing stuff out, yeah, she just decides to do that. And he's completely blindsided by it. And yeah, yeah. And even after Sirius is killed and everything that they've been through in the last however many years, I've lost count. Even looking at Harry just reminds him of James and Lily. I'm slightly annoyed by this. Aw. Well, I think looking at at Harry would remind him of James and Lily. At first, like I can, I could picture that in, in a fix about his third year when when Remus and Harry first meet. But I mean, they've known each other for four years. You didn't wouldn't think that would make him think of Harry. Just like Yeah, but on the other hand, they only really knew each other for the year that Remus was teaching. They haven't hardly seen each other since, except when Harry's on holiday at uh Yeah, but I mean I don't 13, know. It just but, I I guess this is one of those cliches that kind of annoys me because too many people have done it at this point. Mm-hmm. But like it's been established through our asses that Harry looks like his parents. Let's move on. I could see it if, it, especially if it was like an unguarded moment, you know, he's concentrating on Tonks. Harry comes mm-hmm. in and says, is Tonks itchy? And Remus is like brought back to himself. And so the sight of Harry just kind of out of the blue, you know, mm-hmm. that his gut instinct is going to be, oh, James. Oh no, wait, it's Harry. Because he was yeah. so close with James. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It I, I I guess it's just the fact that so many people do it 
Mm. And it's just, I, I mean, I'm waiting for the fix that, you know, Harry looks like Harry. And he doesn't, you know, he looks, he has parts of James and parts of Lily, but Harry looks like Harry. Harry looks like Harry. Yeah. And they actually, like, if you know, if you notice in, in 90% of fandom and 100% of canon, most of the characters don't treat Harry as just Harry at any point mm-hmm. in time. He's either the chosen one, or he's the Quidditch star, or he's James and Lily's kid, or, like, he's never just Harry. And you want to rip your hair out, because even with Hermione and Ron, he's he's the famous Harry Potter most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I would go with most, but... Yeah, anyway. I would say I would say most of the time they're not thinking about you know I, a kid. I don't know about that because he's he's first and foremost their friend, and I think they think of him as friend before they think of him as the Harry Potter, unless you know they're fighting or there's some other thing going on. But I would say that just hanging out in the common room or just sitting around, they're not thinking, "Oh my God, Harry Potter's my friend." They're just like, "Okay, he's my friend." You know, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I know what you mean, but it, it's... Mm-hmm. Okay. I can How see can why it bugs it? you, but um, because it's so prevalent in canon, that's why it's so prevalent in canon. Like, mm-hmm. everybody I know, knows Harry looks like James, so people are going. People who knew James are going to react to him that way. It's a know. thing that's a thing. Like, I, I you're, know, but you're not just... going to run into a random person from that era and say, oh... Look, it's a black-haired kid. Um, they're going to see, wow, that kid looks really like James at that age. Mm-hmm. You know. I understand the point of it. I just, I mean, I part of me, a part of me feels bad for Harry because every time somebody looks at him, it's either, oh my God, you're Harry Potter, or oh my God, you're James's kid, or oh, like if you can't just be Harry for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like just, fix where they kind of get past that. Where, yeah. Or he runs into people who have no idea who Harry Potter is and just has a great time. But um, I, can, right. I can still see it coming up. I can see it coming up. It's just I, I had to voice the opinion of it because I've been reading some fanfic lately. While I've been supposed to be, I've been supposed to be studying. Um, where it's just no, oh my god, Harry Potter! I'm tired of this. I want to read a pic, a pic where Harry is completely anonymous. And no one knows who he is. But then he wouldn't That's be Harry what Potter. crossovers are for. You run into these people from other fandoms, and he's like, hi, I'm Harry Potter. And they're like, okay, oh yeah. <laughs> they have no <laughs> idea who that is. Or uh, in the F-series, when uh, Rolf Scamander meets him, he's like, I know you must be famous because you're at Slughorn's party, but sorry, I don't have a clue who you are. And they're like, mm-hmm. awesome! <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. There are moments that just like I mean, but it just it's overused, and I had to point that out. Mm-hmm. Even even if Remus Lupin in this fic has legitimate reasons too, it, it's an overused plot device. Well, we have Remus and but Harry because talking he's about, thinking about how... James. He has another thought um, in that Wormtail is going to know everything about Hogwarts that he knows. Right. So the, there's no advantage against the Death Eaters that way. Mm-hmm. And they decide to consult with Luna and Ginny since they've, you know, actually been there recently mm-hmm. and try and figure out some ways to get in. Uh, and that's when they also think about the handiness of house elves. Mm-hmm. 
Yay. Indeed. Some smart cookies here. So they they decide it's house elves, and then Ludus gets excited, and she borrows the galleon so she can send a message to Draco. And... You can imagine, I can just imagine if if they were a regular teenage, it would be, Dear Draco, today I just like do a lovey-dovey note. Yeah, well, it's only, what, 26 characters or something like that, so she doesn't have a whole lot she can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still. Mm-hmm. Wizard text speak. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's, it's wizard Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to corrupt their world more than we already have. Yeah, and then we move on. Uh, speaking of corrupt days, the world, uh, has anybody seen the news about the new Wizarding Harry Potter site? Wait, what? Nope. What? They're putting oh, in, my, my Hogwarts? They're putting Hogwarts in L.A. <laughs> it's all over leaky. Wait, we talked what? about this in the in the interview, the Enzy interview, and we're like, why didn't they put it in L.A.? Well, they're putting it Shoot, in L.A. Leaky's dead. Who's dead? Leaky. leaky. Well, all right. It's not leaky. It's the other one. It's MuggleNet's Muggle? new one. What's MuggleNet's new one? MuggleNet's no new one. <clears throat> Hang on. I don't. I actually don't care about this one iota. I'm excited. It's closer. I'm what is it exactly it. that they're doing? They're putting Hogwarts in LA's Universal Studios, like just like they did in Florida. Wait, like a real Hogwarts, or like the same kind of thing that was in Florida? They're doing what it was in Florida. Oh, hypable. It's off a of hypable. But. But, but why can't they do something more? I don't know. I, I, that's what I was trying to open earlier to see what it was all about. And that's when everybody went static. So I haven't been able to. If, if, they're, if they're going to do the exact same thing, then I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I want it more was, details because in all honesty, I mean, it was nice and all, but it was like, I want to see more. <laughs> Although yeah. apparently they're making a Diagon Alley in Florida. So that'll be fun. Well, I mean, to some extent, like, I, I really don't want them to do a whole lot of detail because the way I've got the Wizarding World in my head, I want it to stay that way. Not sure. Yeah. Well, and the Hogwarts doesn't look all the way I, I thought, think of it in my head, though. The Hogwarts that I've seen in pictures is not how I see it in, in my head. No, or the Hogwarts in Florida is not how I see it in my head. Yeah, that's what, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if they go into too much detail, they're going to oh, start yeah. to ruin the imagination. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how much money they're making. They should not be ruining kids' imaginations. But I'm kind of upset about certain things right now, so... (laughs) From the way you segued into that, Sue, uh, I thought it was going to be something like a Hogwarts Facebook thing, and they were pretending that Hogwarts was in L.A. And I'm like, (laughs) can't they pretend they're Facebooking from the Northern California... Institute of Wizardly Arts or something, you know. <laughs> I've well, just we, seen it on Facebook. Bef- well, they did do a My Hogwarts. I've got a friend um, writing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not joining that. Like, that just... I did MIM for like a month and then it's just, I'm done with this. People are getting ridiculous. No, no. Well, I've stopped H&H for a while. got boring. Let's, uh... We'll just move off this tangent and... Okay, chapter 94. Be careful what proof you seek. There we go. We have Cecilia talking to Snape in his quote-unquote dreams. And she is not entirely happy with him. No. Not at all. Chewing him out. Because he's, you know, saying, I must be bugging you. You must be tired of my company. Uh, You know, wine, wine, wine. He's having a self-esteem attack. Yeah. She's like, No. I'm only tired of your company when you whine at me. 
Don't whine at me and we'll be good. So Yeah. But he's having a hard time believing that she really likes having him around, but he decides to let it lie for now. His belief takes time. And she talks to him a little bit about how she kind of feels guilty sometimes because she first met him as a mind healer to help him get over Lily's death, and then here she is falling in love with him, and she must remind him of her sometimes and stuff like that. And he kind of lets slip that she th- he still thinks she's a dream, but uh, covers it fairly quickly. And so he thinks about that for a while, and then he tries to change the subject. To Draco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, he doesn't call him Draco. He calls him the uh, problem, problem child. Problem child, yes. Which I will, I will admit I have called several children in my, in my line of work problem uh, children. Yeah, there's a few of those around. They exist. Yes. They're fun to deal with. <laughs> um, he's talking about how Draco knows songs he shouldn't know and things from musicals that he shouldn't know unless he's been sneaking into Muggle London, which I can't believe. And, you know, <laughs> something's weird. And she kind of lets something slip. She mm-hmm. says something about wands. I don't have yeah. that in front of me right now. Well, they're Holly and they're talking and about the various weird things that he's done. And one of those being... Luna, who seems to be fine after, as far as Snape's concerned, she's been locked in a room being raped for months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ceci says to him, well, maybe that was a front and he's just made you think he was having his way with her so that he could um, woo, her. woo her properly without being interrupted. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm, well, that could work, but it seems weird for him and She's trying to convince him that this boy is more than you think he is uh, because she likes Draco and loves Draco and wants Snape to realize what a good person he is now, And but she can't really admit it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they say they're going to change the subject again, and they change it to no subject and just sort of, uh, what is it, uh, hang wallpaper yes, for a yes, while? Yes, that's one of them. Uh, yep. Yeah, that sounds good. And then when... They're lying awake afterwards. They're talking about their relationship a little bit. And she says, in all ways but one, I would consider you a model husband. And he says, oh, she says, oh, did I say one? I mean, you have all sorts of faults and uh, starts to list them for him. Yeah, including your dislike of children. And he's like, dislike of children? children. How did you come to that conclusion? And she's like, "Uh, from your frequent tirades. And uh, sarcastic tirades on the the subject of your students. And he's like, students and children are hardly synonymous. <laughs> I, I don't mind children. I just don't like most of the things they do. <laughs> yeah. But they could be trained. Snape strikes me as the type of guy that, you know, insistently hates kids until he gets married and has a kid and then it, bam. It all goes downhill from there. No, he falls in love. Like, like, just like, I can just imagine. Why did he downhill in that sense? But like, you know. Yeah, Snape looking adoringly at like some little baby girl, just like, yeah, you're hooked. <laughs> and so they get the subject kind of back to Draco again. And she is still trying to convince him that this boy is worth more than he thinks. And mm-hmm. says, you know, that one night when you were 
really confused about his actions when his house fell down. You said, if he was really like that, you'd be proud to call him your son. And I will swear to you that that's really what he is like. And she thinks up a pun and swears by Oak, Ash, and Thorn, which is a sort of pagan oath that has existed before, but also Oak is her wand and Ash is his. Actually, Oak is his, his, Ash Ash is hers. Right. And Thorn is Draco's. Right. And but she, she says his name. And that's the first time any of them has referred to this boy as Draco. Right. And right. Snape gets spooked. And she well, leaves. She, she rabbits out of there. Spooked. She mm-hmm. gets spooked. Yeah. Because yeah. he says, I've never called him that. How do you know that name? Even though in the back of his mind he thinks um, she knows it because she's a made-up fiction. Except that he, he doesn't, doesn't know what Draco's wand is. No. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if that really is Draco's wand, there's something weird going on. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he it, it goes to him, and she, of course, you know, falls asleep and wakes back up in her own time, and she tells Draco what happened. I thought it was Snape traveling worlds. Well, but it says... No, she was in his office, remember? Okay, yeah. okay. Then... then- and she said she fell and fell and woke in her bed. It never seemed so unhappy and cold. Well, theirs is a different thing than what's happening to Draco because uh, Albus actually had the chance to cast the spell properly, and they're sort of going to this shared dream world. Right. Okay. Neither of them are physically traveling anywhere. But okay. Yeah. So, so we have Snape, Snape who's stalking listening. Draco. Oh, <laughs> Snape is listening to Carol though. Well, sort of. He's kind completely of. distracted. He's like, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead with that. Yep. Whatever. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally watching Draco, and when Draco leaves, he heads out. And you know, I love this because he's like, uh, Draco's like, "Did you want to see me, sir?" And Snape's like, "Yes, let me see your." And he doesn't even get the whole word out. And Draco's produced the wand, and he says it's reasonably springy. Ten inches exactly, unicorn tail, core, and Snape's like, and the wood? Hawthorn, also known as Quickthorn, Whitethorn, or just plain Thorn. Will you excuse I me, know. sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also I love that Snape is watching him, and he's, you know, going up to Astoria and just sort of vanishes into the crowd, and Snape's like, oh, no, I've got to track him down, and he just pops up right at his elbow. Yeah, because he knows. He knows he's looking for it. You wanted to see me. Actually, he didn't want to see me so much, or Draco so much as he wanted to see Draco's wand, but yeah. And he's heading out to talk with Miss Greengrass about their... Plots and plans. Yeah, I was going to say charms, but that's not it. Um, Protection charms. Charms. It's still not the word I want. What's the word I want? Protego, like, what is that called? Well, he's still using protection. (laughs) <laughs> hey Draco wouldn't, Draco wouldn't uh, cheat on Luna no he wouldn't No, he loves her true love marriage marriage is what brings us together today true love <laughs> so we wor- work our way to chapter 95 be careful what you risk Mm-hmm. And Draco is. And Draco would really like to be outside because it's a really nice day, but he has to go to the common room 
which mm-hmm. is in the dungeons, which is, yeah. <laughs> shield charm. That's what I was looking for. Shield yep. charm. Mm-hmm. And he says the password and asks where a story is. Mm-hmm. And Daphne doesn't know and was actually looking to uh, for him to ask him. And mm-hmm. Well, no, she says, I thought you sent your friends for her. They came and said oh, you were yeah. ready. And he's like, what friends? Crab and Goyle, of course. And he's like, oh, oh this is not good. And he says, when? What time? And she says, I don't remember. And he says, if you want to see your sister alive again, you'll remember. And she's like, uh, 20 minutes ago? And yeah. So he's like, I got to, you know, how are we going to find her? How are we going to find her? Neville will know he's got the map. Brilliant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he sends the map. Urgent. Or, use map. Find green grass. Yeah. And, and he's like, hmm, why do I recognize that name? <laughs> And Daphne wants to know if Story's in trouble, and he says, yeah, and you're, I'm going to help her, and, you know, and Daphne's like, okay, I'll help you. Show me where. Tell me what to do. And off they head. The Slytherin posse to the rescue. Mm-hmm. Yay! That's not something you see every day. So, mm-hmm. And they're kind of outside a room, and they hear shouts and noises and stuff, and they hear... And somebody who sounds like they're about to cry. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. unmistakable... I love this phrasing. Someone beyond the door was breathing in the unmistakable pattern of, please, dear God, don't let me cry right now. Please, dear God, don't let me cry right now. You know? mm-hmm. And Daphne recognizes that as Story's voice. Mm-hmm. And it's Theonaut, who's in... Well, one of several in there. Mm-hmm. It Apparently, it's the whole clutch of them, actually. It's Not and Zabini and Pansy Parkinson... Parkinson. And mm. Millicent Bulstrode, and yeah, pretty much all of their year. Harry's year. And they're blaming these guys for everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. You, know, you mm. must be the people that got Ginny away from me, and, and you're the ones that played the, played the prank, and you did this, and you did that. And if you don't remember, let me, you know, curse you again and make you remember. And Draco, uh, Swoops in and says, "Really? You seriously I, thought a fourth year could have done all that?" And uh, I love basically admits that he's the one who's been doing all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it flings down a proven instant darkness powder, right? Um, which is so wonderfully parallel to book six mm-hmm. um, for entirely different reasons. And I love uh, that he notices that he says that. And I'm going to do what a trickster should never do, repeat myself. Is that what he was talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel dumb now. Aw. And they grab him and you know, get them out. And he triple locks the door. But he knows it's not going to stay very long because everybody inside's got wands. And he's like, okay, we got to work fast. Where are your other friends? And they're in the library. They're in the library. In the library. Okay. They're quiet ones. And where's your wands? And we find out that they broke them. They don't have any, no. Which is bad. And so they... Uh, Draco gives Graham his. Well, not quite yet, but yeah, he's gonna... Oh, no, Daphne gives gives Graham hers first. Right. Yeah. And stories. It's gonna go to story eventually. Uh-huh. So Draco sends Neville another message. 13 fugitives, can you take? Where's the door? And uh, he's like, 13. I hope that's not unlucky. <laughs> They're like, 13 what? And it finds out that, you know, there's plenty of room. The door's across from the boys' loo on the sixth floor. 
Mm-hmm. And off they go to the library to pick everybody up and head their way. And I love that when he gets to the library, he sees somebody that he recognizes. And it's that kid mm-hmm. that was the bragger. Wait, back up. All right. Do you realize the significance of this Explorer Boy Blue? I don't. Yes. That's what they have Dra- Draco and, and Harry had their duel in six year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is just, just like, oh my god! The <laughs> yep. The toilet of doom. The toilet of doom. That's right. Graham's like, um, just in case you want to know, uh, you're not making any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. I will later. But we have this, the young man that was bragging at the feast and saying he was going to duel everybody and how good he was. And we find out that his grand's a muggle and he didn't want anybody to find out. And that's why he acted like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his name is Mike. And Draco says, come here, Mike, I've got something for you. And he gives him a hand of glory. And of course, Mike is just a gog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always wanted, always one, of wanted one of these. Yeah. <laughs> and Draco's so gonna... he's going to be the light for all of them to get up to the sixth floor. Mm-hmm. And if he makes it, he can keep it. Draco's mm-hmm. going to be dropping the last of the instant darkness powder behind him. Yep. And he's planning on hanging back so that if they catch anybody, they're going to catch him. Just like Harry yeah. did, and sort of, kind of. He, he hands out his wand to Graham and tells him to take it. And Graham is like, how will you fight without it? And Draco's just like, oh, trust me. <laughs> they won't know what hit them. And they're going, and everyone's going nuts. Like, Draco Malfoy is helping them, and he doesn't even have a wand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we have Neville. We we switch scenes, and Neville's shepherding everybody into the room of requirement. And <clears throat> I love this. He pauses to listen to noise coming from down the hall. It sounded like the entire staff of St. Mungo's trying to catch a small, hyperactive, hungry rabbit. Never mind Actually, how I know what that sounds Slytherins. like. <laughs> it's a year of Slytherins trying to catch a small and angry mongoose. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> So, and you know, now everybody's disjointed. They caught up with us. He told us to run. He's fighting him alone. He doesn't have a wand. you got to help. And Michael Corner's like, who? Draco Malfoy? You want us to help him? And they're like, yeah. And He's the one who helped us. Mm-hmm. And Neville looks at the map and sees that he's like buried under all of the rest of the Slytherins. And he shuts his eyes and he says, I need everybody to hear me and I need everybody to hear me now. And he mm-hmm. just starts talking and everybody can hear him. Yep. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't believe what I'm hearing. You guys want to judge him on what he used to be on his family? Now you sound like the Death Eaters. And last time I checked, that's not what we are. And he says, I don't know about you, but I'm going. I'm going to go help. And they all yeah. they all I'm going to cry. And then we have a new chapter. Be careful what thoughts you think. And we've switched again, and we're with Andromeda. Who's holding her sleeping grandson and listening to the seven-way conversation in the next room. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to understand, because some of it's in house elf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, Creature and Dobby are now competing to mm-hmm. see who can do the most for Harry Potter. <laughs> well, that sounds usual. Oh, poor Harry. Yep. And we find out that because... Creature got Ginny out of the castle. Snape has put new words up so that house elves can apparate, but they can't bring anybody with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Dobby has another way. Yes. Dobby knows, sir. Mm-hmm. 
he'll take Harry Potter and his friends uh, with creature's help because it's too much for one health self. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. We have to do it all in one trip. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we switch again, and they found Draco. And he's been beaten pretty badly. Yep. So, and then, you know, oh my god, is he still alive? Turn him over, let him breathe. No, don't touch him, you'll hurt him more, you know. And he's just, like, floating and hearing these vo- voices over his head. And he's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But we find out that somebody's dead, and that he's sort of missed a, a dark mark, or a, an AK, because that seems to be what killed the person that's dead. Which is it, crab or Goyle? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. No, probably doesn't. I think it was Goyle, but yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And they levitate him into the room of requirement. And- well, they don't actually, because um, they want to make sure they don't shift his bones or whatever too much. So they get all the guys to come and lift him. Oh, okay. I thought they levitated him up. No, uh, they're not. They're not either. Blokes to the four, ready, yep. one, two, three, lift. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which I think would Josh told him more, but. Well, I mean, it depends on the magic. Um, you would have to be really controlled to levitate somebody, and not jostle them at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I don't think your average seventh year would have that much control unless you're like Harry Potter. <laughs> But lifting them would jostle, jostle him just as much, it would seem, to me. I mean, yeah. I've lifted people before, and it's hard to get everybody moving in exactly the same time and not moving the person. So yeah. there's, a, there's a way that they do it that, like, EMTs are trained to do. Yes, but like you said, these are seventh years. This is true. <laughs> they may not be right, but they think this is better, so that's right. what they do. Yeah. And, yeah, they and of- Neville is being clever again. Because mm-hmm. he has this idea that there's something going on with Draco when he falls asleep. So, just in case it works, he puts a sleeping charm on him. Yay! Smart guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much sends them all away from the room and just, you know, just walk away and leave him alone. Give him peace. Yeah. If he's going to die, then let him die in peace. And if not, then, you know, we'll find out about it soon enough. But. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it was crab apparently. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> while him. having thoughts about this, there's a rippling sound, and <laughs> there comes the fourth banner, mm-hmm. which is rather apropos for a cat and I. But uh, you know, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. It is. Yeah, I love very... that it's Hannah that goes over and welcomes them. It never seemed right not to have them all. She says, mm. "Here, here." Yeah. yeah. And she goes over and takes out her handkerchief and wipes off the face of a first-year girl. And that kind of splits the uh, little no-man's land that they had going. And so everybody mingles a a little better. Yep. (laughs) That was a fast chapter. And another thing about reflection, because I can't think of him as Draco, because that's too weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Neville's last thought is that they need Harry. Like, really bad. Yeah. But first, we follow Draco some more. Yes. He's yep. gone to the other universe. And Which is he, good. Chapter mm-hmm. 97. Can... Be careful whose favor you win. And his mind is doing strange things because he has nothing really to think about. Uh, he's thought about lists of last words and how very few of them seem to include the word ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but he decides he's not going to wake up just to say a last word and... Uh, yeah. Yep. 
But he need, thus he needed to worry, wake up and say a particular word. Ouch. He phoned home! phone. Yep. And John Black, John Black knew that he was hurting, but he didn't quite know where he was. Mm-hmm. So he uh, asked for Abby. Got a hold of Help. Abby, and then the two of them found him. Yeah, and, he's in and it turns shape. out mm-hmm. not only that, but the Dementors are coming as well, which is all sorts of help. Yeah, it's timing, Draco. So, so he can't. He really can't afford to be in this condition at this point. So, Sessie right. decides she's going to deal with that mm-hmm. and just gives him massive healing, which basically drains her. So yeah. she's flat on her back now, but he at least is able to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're the one that's indispensable, not me. I can lay here and rest, and you have lots you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I won't give you all of my strength. I need to save the strength that I need to survive, of course. Mm-hmm. But. Because her three great ambitions are almost close to coming true. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love Sassy. Mm-hmm. And but all three of them sort of uh, have some sort of hinging, hinge a little bit on him, so. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he says, yeah, there's something weird about matchmaking for my own mom. <laughs> How did I know that was going to come up? <laughs> because, because Mooney is a jukebox. Yep. <laughs> and then the door crashes open and Abby comes back. And she's all Franco upset. Franco gets lumped. Yes. And he tells her it's going to be okay. He promises. And she says, mother says, don't make promises you can't keep. He says, yep. I plan on keeping this one. Just you wait and see. Just you wait and read. Oh, Speaking of seeing, said Moody, coming in with danger behind him. I would suggest you not come out quite yet, Draco. Minerva's on a warpath regarding an incident involving all of Abigail's year and the filthiest song in the <laughs> English language. <laughs> what? You said I could look at the party Luna and her friends had in your world. She said sweetly, the songs were funny. Do you know them too, Father? I would imagine I know a few more, having been associated with James and Sirius for longer. And yes, I would have popped them to you, Mooney added before Abby could ask, at the at proper, the proper time. time. Which 12 years old is not. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, well. 12 years old, they've picked it up. And I love that not only did she learn the song, but she taught it to everyone. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. You should hear the dirty songs that my kids come out with. Oh, I'm sure. On three-hour-long car rides? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's- and Draco's like, eh, remind me why I want to stay here again. <laughs> but they have a few moments, and they tell him, you know, he can do what needs to be done. All he ne- needs to do is bring everything together and do it. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, erumpent soup. Step one, catch the erumpent. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, check your supplies, corrected Mooney. So they check supplies and plans, and Draco has a few more moments with Abby. And before he heads off, uh, he gets Abby to give him a favor, since he's a knight in this world and all. So he gets a little curl of her hair and puts it in a bag. So she can watch him. Right. Mm -hmm. And he gives her a handkerchief that she blows her nose on and tries to give back. And he's like, ah, no, it's a favor. You keep it. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. with the lock of hair, and I think they each have a bit, then she can see him no matter where he is. Mm-hmm. And he promises to be careful. Mm-hmm. And he calls her my lady, and she says, "Are you? Am I really your lady? I thought that was Luna." And he said, "You're my lady sister, or my sister lady." Don't let Dragon get into too much trouble. I'm gone now. Yeah, yeah like that's gonna happen. Yeah. Do you want me to make him make fire stop burning things too? No, that's Harry's game, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, hey, I've just been healing you know? Mm-hmm. And Should the last thing. thing she whispers to him is, "Be careful." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me cry. Yeah. So he's going back to sleep. Yep. Because he needs to shift worlds again. Yep. He's got the soul flask ready. Well, almost ready. Yes. And we go back to the room of requirement, and they're kind of settled down for mm. the moment. Anyway. I don't know why, but I'm getting a very Peter Pan vibe from this. <laughs> it's the lost boys and girls in their mm. pirate ship room. Yeah, pretty much. With the hammock, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about what you know what's going to happen now, because the Caros and... And Snape can't let this go. These are mm-hmm. these are Slytherins, you know. It's mm-hmm. one thing if it's the other houses that have gone missing, but these are Slytherins. This is supposed to be the right family. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be being the key words here. You know, and they're mm-hmm. saying, well, we can't send a message to any of our families. The owl's not going to be there fast enough. None of us know how to operate. And so and I, th- I think them. I think this is everyone else realizing that how much the Slytherins had to risk by joining the DA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is why nobody did it in the first place, because if they joined the DA, then that meant they were cut off from everyone they ever loved. Right. Yeah. Either their families will get in trouble themselves and be called traitors, or they'll disown them. Right. Or they'll ignore everything. <laughs> like, just ignore it and not pay attention. Mm-hmm. And Graham, you know kind of snorts and says, I wouldn't call us prize, and he trails off as there's a bunch of stunned expressions around him, and Draco strolls out mm-hmm. into the yeah. firelight. Because a, a, totally a known person has said, <laughs> um, uh, the families won't find out because Snape and Kara won't admit they lost a dozen prize Slytherins. And mm-hmm. Graham uh, snaps back before he realizes who it was that said that, and then they're like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's totally healthy. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot better than he did, anyhow. That's the opposite of being totally poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> She's been totally poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to get on this wiki. <laughs> and he takes his wand back from Graham mm-hmm. and explains to them that Snape and the Carols are going to keep trying everything they can to find them and are not going to let this get out for at least 24 hours. And by then it'll be too late because Harry's on the way. Right. Yay! Harry's coming! But I I, I kind of love the way that he delivers the snooze because it's not a very yay moment. It's, um, 
tomorrow they planned a journey to Hogsmeade via house elf, and from there find a way into Hogwarts Castle. Will they find what what they need there and bring an end to the war at last? Will they survive the epic battles which will surely ensue their for, for, from their return? Tune in tomorrow to find out find out on the final the climactic episode of Potter Watch mm-hmm. and it's just like it's everyone's stunned because they know what's coming they know that it, it's uh, not to invoke <laughs> another musical into this thing but it's it, it's like that uh, the scene of Les Mis where it's one day more and, and yeah, yeah. you know there's, all you can do is wait for 24 hours and then you will either die or you will live Right. I just love that um, Drake was really hamming up the radio uh, broadcast thing here. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove that same time, same time. Come back and find out. <laughs> we need Robert yeah. in his radio voice. Yep. Which I can totally hear Draco <laughs> doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Robert voice here. <laughs> and they're still a little bad. They they like they're kind of like hold on wait re- rewind. How did you heal so fast? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they, you know... Seamus is like, you haven't been reflection all this time. And Draco's like, well, (laughs) yep. Yeah. Actually, I have. Ask Longbottom if you don't believe me. And they're like, you knew? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) You didn't tell us? You wouldn't have believed me. Oh, well, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh... And they haven't even told that I, I would love to be a fly on the wall. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just like watch everyone's jaw drops. Drop. Um, and I mean, it, 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 it's clear that not everything is going to be revealed um, all at once. But people are starting to make the connections that, you know, A, like he's engaged to Luna Lovegood. <laughs> Some small comfort that, and and B, you know he he's talking about a mom, even though his mother's dead, right? And he's being subversive in his answer about that because he can't really tell the truth. But Uh, that's what we want people to think. (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of like, um, sure, she's not dead. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of rubs his head, and all of a sudden he's like, "Uh, I have, I feel a, a lightning bolt scar on my head." He doesn't quite say that, but it's like, "There's something on my head." And he asks them, and they're like, "No, there's nothing on your head." And he's like, "Way to give me a heart attack, mom!" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so, and uh, so they're just. Kind of Neville's now kind of stopped listening could be as they're doing the question thing that Neville did, you know, ages ago. Right. Uh, and then Draco all of a sudden is like, "Great, Merlin, it's late. I don't know about you, but I think it's bedtime." Yep. And pretty much everybody goes to bed, and he gets to have a little talk with Neville. And Neville says, "Yeah, your forehead was cut when we found you. Lightning bolt." And Crab excellent. Was, was excellent. Dead, just like on the floor beside you, killing curse looked like it. So, wait, wait, wait! Yeah, but, boy. Excellent, Draco stood up briskly. Good night, all. And if I didn't say it already, thank you. There are stupid ways to die, and then there are really stupid ways to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody kind yep. of goes back to their hammocks, kind of laughing, and yeah, everything. So they're, they're talking. Yeah, Draco's really good at playing things off. Mm-hmm. 
he he really very much is. And so he, you know, lets Neville know how he knew what was going on with Harry all the time. And well, he doesn't totally know. Let him know. But he, he says kinda, it does have something to do with this. Yeah, it's, it's. I see where you're getting at. It's a long story. Like, like you have no idea how long. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, there is something you can do for me. Can you take everybody to breakfast? I need to be the only one here. Yep. Because and, it's in, he needs to get something in another version of the room. Right, yeah. Neville yep. says why, and he tells him. So, And on we move. So that's when everybody's shrieking about Harry coming back at breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Uh, Kind of. We're on chapter 99. Be careful how you accept help. And Harry and company um, are leaving for Hogwarts. Or at noon. Later than usual. Oh, well, you know. Well, later than we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Typical, typical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ginny comes up to him and tells him to quit brooding. It's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Because she said so. And Lupin wishes them luck. Mm-hmm. Having because not convinced them to let him come. <laughs> yeah. Lupin and Tonks both want to come. As if they're going to listen. And Andromeda gives them a wandless charm of protection. Mm-hmm. That makes him feel good. And then we have the DA having breakfast at the Hogshead. Mm-hmm. And then there's this... They've left, and there's this triple bang outside at the far end of the bar, and Aberforth pulls his wand and, you know, motions for Ariana to stay out of the frame so that they can find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's Luna, and he's like, recognizes her. You were out mm-hmm. back here a week ago with, with a boy. Yep. And she's yeah. like, oh, darn, I thought we were alone. <laughs> oh, well. We've asked how... It's so dirty. I know. <laughs> They'd asked some house-elf friends to bring them to Hogwarts, but couldn't get all the way in. Mm-hmm. So they brought them here. And, mm-hmm. and Harry says, comes out. I might have a way in. Depends on who's with you. And Harry shows himself. Yep. And he's still kind of reluctant, being Aberforth, but mm-hmm. says, okay, um, yep. sit down. I have to work some things out. And Neville is having a conversation with Draco about Again. the next, the, what's going to, you know, come and and uh, what Draco needs Neville to do um, mm-hmm. because Harry's got his hero complex going at full speed. <laughs> yep. So he wants Neville to bring in the help. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. is Neville? Did Neville stay behind? No, no this I, is in the room of requirement. They've yeah, come back. The, Draco has gotten what he's needed already. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, and I, I, I kind of love this. You know who's a very practical sort? Gray eyes flickered up to the southern banner and down again, which is another way of saying a bloody coward. Why do you think he went after a baby and then after a fourteen-year-old kid? He doesn't want a fair fight. He wants Potter dead. Yeah. And I don't care how heroic Potter is. He can't do anything wandless and tied up, which is the only way Death Eaters are going to let him near their beloved master, unless someone be somebody forces the issue. So, yeah. and in order to force the issue, we need enough people to fight. All right, yeah. you keep him busy, and I'll get the message out. And Draco says, ah, all I have to do is kiss Luna, and we're good for at least five minutes keeping Harry busy. <laughs> 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 uh, 
because he will explode and or faint or something. Yeah. And then Dennis Creevy's like, Ariana's back! Ari- and she's got somebody with her! And Draco's like, alright, showtime! Mm-hmm. And they wish each other luck and come to Hogwarts. And the, and the message is, come to Hogwarts, bring your wand, Harry's back. back. And, just, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can just see that, you know, the uh, music swelling up and zoom into the little coin thing and hold up. They didn't do it properly in the movie. I I still like how they did the lightning hiss truck. That was amazing. I loved that. That was really cool. The, the, I, I, I have never said anything bad about the CGI in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. The plot, however, sucks. Well, and <clears throat> I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, in the movie, when we see uh, one of the Caros and... They're just they're pointing the wand at one of the Weasley twins, and everybody says, "Oh, that's Fred," and she killed Fred afterwards. And I kept saying, "No, that's George. That's George, and that's why he's still alive." And nobody believed me. But he tweeted the other day, and it was George. It was not Fred in that mm-hmm. scene. Wait, which scene in the movie? Yeah, when, when Lord Voldemort calls everybody back, and you see um, Zilecto. What's the car- the woman Carol? I can never. Amigus is his, is her brother. Amicus. So Electo Amicus. is Whatever. pointing the wand at one of the Weasley boys, and everybody thought that after Voldemort called her off, that she turned around and killed Fred, and that was Fred's death scene. Uh. But that was George, and she was getting ready to kill him when Voldemort called them off, mm-hmm. and so he, that was why he lived. But everybody thought uh-huh. that was Fred, not George. Uh-huh. Can we stop talking about the twins? I'm sorry. I don't remember that at all. But anyway. alive. Please. He's alive. They went back and get him. It's I'm going to start sobbing. It's fine. So they got back him. To Draco they went back. Being sneaky. Okay. Back to Draco and being sneaky because I can talk about this all day long. And he is trying to be casual uh, so that he is not leaning on the wall because he can't stand up. He's just uh, leaning, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> So he's, you know, calm down, breathe, and Story comes out next to him. And he's like, Astoria. Don't, please, I hate that name. Mm-hmm. Story. Story, then. Sit down. And she has worked out that he's planning to go away. And mm-hmm. He acknowledges that, and they converse about, you know, how he's got a thing with Luna, and She's a little bit disappointed about that, but you know, mm-hmm. and he's remembered what he's going to do with the soul flask. He still has to charge it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's kind of disappointed that she's only a good friend, mm-hmm. and he says friends are important. There's nothing only about it, especially for Slytherins. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And Draco points out that Graham is in love with her. Yeah. And has Which been for some time. She thought was. Completely impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she sneaks a kiss before she heads off. It's only on his cheek, mm-hmm. but... And they have this whole little back-and-forth thing. Slytherin romance, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, I think it was a... It, it, I think it was very lovely. It was a wonderful nod to what was supposed to be in canon, and I think this is the most drastically changed part, part of Be Careful, is that Draco didn't end up with a story of Greengrass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
I really kind of, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the end, end of this story or the ending of the story, just because it's not loud. It's not fast paced. It, it's this very quiet sort of acknowledgement of what could have been, but never happened because Dumbledore's magic changed everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, then, you know, she wants to know if there's anything that she can do. And he says, yes, there's one thing. Give your children normal names. Yep. And that is such a poke <laughs> at Scorpius. Draco Malfoy. Crazy. Apparently. Mm-hmm. And then Ariana's portrait swings open and we're off to the races because Harry's here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chaos. <laughs> and Hermione's confused. She's never seen the room of requirement looking like this. Nope. Before. Yep. And they see all the banners and everything. And what's yeah. that doing here? Ron asked loudly, pointing. Everyone turned to look. Gee, Ron. In the last place on earth, Harry Potter would have ever expected him to be. Draco Malfoy stood at his ease, hands thrust into his pockets, and uh, in a and in. And Sokian's smile on his face. In, I think it's, no, it's insouciant. It's Casual lack of concern. Okay. <laughs> Hence, listen to his pockets and an insouciant smile on his face. Only one thought could make make it through Harry's frozen disbelief. Somebody has a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need the Lucy cut right there. <laughs> and, uh, Draco's showing off his best fashionable slouch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only Draco Malfoy can pull off a fashionable slouch. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what to do here. Mm-hmm. Have a good trip. And, and Harry, of course, is, is expecting a game. And, of course, Draco is playing a game, but not mm-hmm. the one anyone is really expecting at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, Harry says he, d- he doesn't know why he's here since they're on opposite sides. And Draco says, oh, really? Oh, of course you would have heard. I changed my mind. Decided <laughs> I liked your side better. I love that. Harry's like, yeah, pull the other one. <clears throat> no, it's true. <laughs> Thank you, he said to the wall. <laughs> and turned his attention to Harry. I never did a lot of thinking about what, what side to be on, you know. Got born to, into one and stayed there. But sometimes last July, it, it dawned on me that one of the sides in this thing is a, has a bit more tolerance for I'm using personal, uh, I'm just not... Foibles. 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 Like not wanting to kill a man just because I'm told to. Or not wanting to kill anybody at all, for that matter. It just happened, by bad luck, to be, a, to be the side I wasn't on at the moment. So I had to change. <laughs> And you just did it? Like that? Just like that? Mm, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I all kinds of interesting things, he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is... So, this is why I love Be Careful. It takes all the good parts of Draco Malfoy. The subterfuge and playfulness and, and the fact that Harry and Ron are dumb as rocks when it comes to looking beneath the surface and reading between the lines mm-hmm. and just like magnifying it by like a thousand. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's when pretty fun. Draco basically pulls the Horcrux out of I, his pocket and yep. says, "Well, for one thing, I know about Horcruxes." And Harry and Ron just like, "Whoa." How do you know that word? Mouth and Ginny sighs. I love that you know Harry and Ron have no clue, and all the girls know everything. Of course, of course. I thought Ron knew because I thought Ron was in on it. No, Mm -hmm. so much. He's sort of in on it, but he didn't know about the Horcruxes. Right. That's how you knew where where we'd been. She said. So that's how you you could tell people on Potter Watch to stop worrying. Potter Watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reflection was you. I love you've been spying on us and he's like well everybody needs a hobby (laughs) I love I've been trying to get him to look like that for the last seven years (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he puts on his reflection voice again here he is at Hogwarts safe and sound and home again but but reflection was uh, Luna's fiance and he's like "Uh uh-huh yep yeah, and you don't think she'd marry a, a dark wizard, so I must be on the up and up. Ginny looked over her shoulder at him. This is the daughter of the editor of the Quibbler we're talking about. She said, I wouldn't put anything past her. Besides, he might always have turned her. When was the last the time you saw anyone convince Luna of something she didn't want to be convinced of? Yeah, here, her. here. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> yep. yep. So, you know, I've known about, she's known about you ever since, you know, the night when the Fidelis went up. So she could have turned you in at any time. And evil's all about instant gratification. Trust me on this. And they're like, trust you? Ha ha ha. Very funny. Yeah. And that's when he brings in, you know, ask Ron about who uh, let him out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, who captured him and who got him out again. And ask Hermione about who saved her life. Yep. And he's like, well, what if you just decide you're going to change your mind and you're going to press your dark mark? And he's like, hmm, dark mark. Mm-hmm. Funny that. <laughs> yeah. Removes the left arm. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, his hand to- went to the catch of his robes. Yeah. Instantly, Harry's wand was out and trained on him. Draco sighed. Yes, Potter, it's true, he said in a long-suffering tone. I really am so sexy, I could kill you just by taking off the robes. <laughs> yeah. uh, all I can think of is the underwear conversation. <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> what women wear under their robes, yeah. They wear leather. I got it straight from Jen. <laughs> In this case, Draco is wearing jeans and a short sleeved shirt with oh, a lion, eagle, and a badger all sleeping on top of a snake. Yes. See, I, I, I kind of wish that Draco had taken off his arm, tossed it to Harry, and said, Press my dark mark! But it didn't scare the shit out of him, him. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have his arm on right now. No, he took it off. Mm-hmm. And he reveals that it was him on Christmas Eve that was the person that used fire and killed the snake. Yeah. yeah. And he gives uh, Weasley. Just by the way, the next time you kill something, would you mind making sure it's actually bad? <laughs> <laughs> you broke the rules, Ron. <laughs> yeah. 
So he burned off his arm with feign fire, yep. and that's how he knew what to do to, with Hermione, with the venom. Yep. So fabulous. <laughs> and so yeah. then he's like, all right, He's got I the diadem up again, and Harry's like, I recognize that. I've seen that somewhere. Where was that? He says, marking the spot where you left this potions text, maybe? <laughs> Some good yeah. stuff in here. Just don't try any more of these spells on living targets when you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. And Harry uses some naughty sign language there. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's like, oh, what? I don't get it. I'm missing something. <laughs> oh, hasn't he told you about that? Well, it all started in the sixth floor boys' toilet. <laughs> and Harry's getting Same mad that. because he doesn't like talking about his faults. No. Mm-hmm. What's this? Draco shrugged the diadem back into his hand. I suppose I should just give it to it, you. But that's so boring. No, I have a better idea. Let's duel Let's for it. Duel for it. Duel for it. You know, I know. Turn bow cast. Last one holding a wand. Win. No snakes this time. I promise, Draco added. You just talk. And don't get into biting me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give me a minute to think about it. Terry says. No rush. <laughs> Oh, goodness, now I've got a plot bunny. <laughs> so they talk a little, and uh, Luna yeah. gives him a hug and realizes that the flask still hasn't been... He remembers the flask hasn't been activated, so he asks Luna to go get what's in his hammock and then to get Dom to power it up. Mm-hmm. And then Harry turns around and says, Would you vow to fight fair if I asked you to? And... You know, Draco gets really upset for a minute, and then he thinks, well, the way I've treated him in the past, he's got every right to ask. Mm-hmm. And he says yes. And Harry says, then I don't have to ask, which is mm-hmm. a great moment for both of them. Yay! And we and decide Hermione that- gets to be the referee, mm-hmm. the, the yep. closest to neutral there is. Yep. Because Draco kind of regards him as a pseudo-sister, and mm-hmm. she's Harry's best friend, so... Mm-hmm. Not that they know that. Well, I think Hermione kind of knows, um, just with the discussion in Malfoy Manor. Uh, well, yes, Hermione knows because he yeah, used yeah, that she's got, at the end of the chapter I, that cut off when he gave her her proposition that he. Had. I, I I think she doesn't know the entire story of it yet, but like she doesn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And there there are definitely knowing Hermione, she would probably not totally understand it until she got the whole story. Um, but she knows enough of it to trust him. Yeah. Her condition for being referee is that he'll destroy it if he wins it. Yep. Right. And Ron doesn't understand the point of dueling if they're just either one would destroy it. Right. Just says, like, it's a grudge match. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's leaving for good and Potter always seems to win and Gee, I just want to beat him once, at least. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're waiting for Luna. And Luna thought that Draco might need his hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here I am. I thought Draco might need a hand. <laughs> <laughs> just in case I still had any shreds of dignity left. <laughs> and I love the author notes. Silly Draco, you don't need dignity where you're going. No. <laughs> So, 
We move on to chapter 101. Be careful how you win or lose. And Draco is sure that he's got to win this. Mm-hmm. And he <coughs> turns around and... Harry is still kind of weirded out by this um, pseudo-hand thing. Mm. And Draco's <laughs> hoping he can use that as... A way to distract him. Yeah. Yep. So now they're making rude gestures back and forth again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, all right, three, two, one. And he starts to, Draco starts to whirl around and Tr- Harry's already shedding Expelliarmus. And he's like, how yeah, in the heck did he do that? Yeah. And he gets slammed into the wall, which luckily is the room requirement. So it's cushiony. And he's yep. just like, man, I had to win this and I didn't do it. And now everything's going to be wrong, and it's all my fault. Hmm. Did he become Harry when we weren't looking? Mm-hmm. He has I think been a few he's times taking a chance of being Harry. Yeah. yeah. And we have Luna in his ear. You did it. You were perfect. You did just what you were supposed to do. And <clears throat> he's like, Luna, I was supposed to. And she's like, lose. You were supposed to lose, but you did, you couldn't know. You had to try. And mm-hmm. she tells him what exactly. Yeah. You had to try and you had to lose. Isn't, and that's exactly what you did. Isn't it wonderful? I could think of a few other words for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she tells him the whole story about everything. This is such a wonderful tie-in to Deathly Hallows. Because I remember waiting for this chapter to come out. And I, I was so confused on how they were go- going to get Harry to be master of the wand that Voldemort had. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't work this out, like, in my head. This is so confusing. And then it, it's like, oh, he couldn't know because he had to want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Ryan asks this question all the time. Why in duels, when they're in the dueling club and stuff like that, don't the wands change allegiance? I think it's intent. And it's completely <laughs> intent. And that's what it says here, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because you can't exactly have one switching allegiances when you're practicing in class. That would be a mess. Mm-hmm. Or, or even like, or or practice like, I, I, or really even partners fooling around like I'm betting Sirius and James would be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or but, siblings. Or yeah, but I, I think it really is. You know, you have the intent of taking somebody's wand from them, and then the wand is alleged to you because. Well, the wand, I, I think Ollivander doesn't tell the whole story when he says the wand chooses the wizard. The wand chooses the wizard, but the wand is going to want to go to the strongest wizard that it interacts with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It could be. And that this is why wands didn't really show allegiance until they were getting older, because when they were young, they were just practicing, and they didn't really say, I want to beat this person because I want to beat them. It was, I want to beat this person just, you know, to win the duel. Like, yeah. I, I don't really care what happens to the person afterwards or not, you know, they're going to get their wand back and everything's going to reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's but, like, the reason why then uh, Bellatrix's wand doesn't work for Hermione, because, you know, yes, Hermione got Bella's wand, but she doesn't have the oomph that Bella not, has either. Well, she has the oomph, but she doesn't have the cruelty that yeah. Bella has. She's not has. compatible. Yeah. They're not the the wand and the witch are not compatible there. Not at all. No. So they. Whereas Draco and Harry are more similar than they'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You Bellatrix for strange, not some doughy-eyed schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry let... takes Draco's wand and 
gives Geneve hers back because Draco says she might need it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the big battle's tonight. Yeah. Indeed. And they have Hermione kill the Horcrux. I love before it talks. Kill it before it talks. Then <laughs> <laughs> so. it shrivels. I would have wanted to see blood. what Riddle said to Hermione, though. I probably you know, offer her all sorts of um, obscure tomes or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, people people over portray her and Vic as bookish, and I I really like Anne because she has Hermione be bookish, but that's not what's really important to her. I think the Horcrux would promise safe passage, would falsely promise safe passage for Ron and Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, because as um, Jill told us, anyway. well, maybe not, but, but as Joe told us, if Hermione were to look at the, in the mirror, said now, she'd see the three of them alive in a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would probably play into that. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. Um, it, it depends on how, how clever the Horcrux Toms are. Um, I guess they're getting would, much of it from legitimacy, but I don't think Tom would understand Hermione very well, so probably I'm not. not sure he would I, have much to say. Hermione's one of those characters, which is Tom understands Harry, because, or, or thinks he understands Harry, because they have similar pasts. And he understands Ron because, let's face it, Ron is very bad at subterfuge. Hermione is more Slytherin than a lot of people give her credit for. And I think because of that, ironically, Tom Riddle doesn't understand her as much. At any rate, in this one, they don't worry about that. I'm not entirely sure how a diadem could talk to you anyway, but eh, whatever. The same with a locket to you. Yeah, it's just the it's the force inside of it that talks. I think. Mm-hmm. So, and Draco kind of passes a secret signal off to Luna, who starts the boys in conversation and Ginny in conversation about something about her dad. And Draco kind of pulls Hermione off, and a wall comes up between them—an invisible wall—so that it's just the two of them, mm-hmm. and they start talking. And Hermione says, "Sometimes the truth is frightening." Like the truth about you and me. Are we really? And Draco says, yeah, we are. I take it they don't know. Hermione's like... Harry wouldn't have taken that well. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to tell them the rest of this. (laughs) Basically, he's... The theory that he had about Lucius being her father and her being his sister... Sister, yes. ...has sort of kind of become true because he blood bonded with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now they're half siblings. Yep. And they're both half bloods. And yep. she in because of that, the prosthetic the wood for the prosthetic will glean onto her because she's part of him. I love this. Don't fight it. You want this. You need it. Let it happen. I know it feels strange at first, but it'll be over soon and you'll be happy about it. You'll see. Is it just me or is that just, does that no, sound like I'm doing no, something to you? That'll no. be Weasley and that yes. Max by the holster of the moon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It does a bit. Hermione actually giggles. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. he can't hear us. Do you think he's gone? I heard notice we're gone yet. Not if Luna's doing your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which can, yes, never mind. Mm-hmm. So, so the Ferricarne has um, 
part of it. He's he's only taken off the hand part because that's all she needed. Right. Um, right. And it has reformed to the shape of her hand. And it's pretty close. And he still has a stump now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he has a plan. So she bandages him up and she talks a little bit. And what we find out is that, you know, she's asked about the dark mark. How, you know, you, they can't, you don't have a dark mark if your hands, if, you know, your hands been cut off and it's just a stump. And she's like, wait a minute, how did it work? How did they not notice? Did you wear long sleeves all the time? And he said, well, I kind of had one and it was heat activated. And she's like, oh, yeah. So you could rub it like, you know, it hurt or whatever. And the heat of your hand would bring it out and people could see it. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you're, you're pretty smart, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he brings out the one thing that she's been missing. Speaking of which, a proper wand hand deserves a proper wand. And he brings out his, her, her wand. I believe this belongs to you. Add to the list of things I never thought I'd see, but I'm glad I did. Hermione Granger literally speechless with joy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's always bugged me in canon that Harry was the only one that kept his original wand. That always bugged me at the end of Deathly Hallows Part 2. That, that, yeah, too. But I mean, just the fact that, you know, given what every, everything that the two of them had gone through, too, that they don't even get to keep their wands, although... Well, I'll get into that later because I've got a beef with Ron's second wand, but anyway. Well, Ron's first wand wasn't his wand. I know, it was Charlie's Bill's old wand. wand. Yeah, Charlie's and if, wand. if Joe used the proper trees for their wand wood, Hermione had... Oh, good lord. Vine. Vine. Uh, Ron was supposed to have ash, but it was Willow, and Harry's got the right one. And Draco, by the I mean, it's... it's uh, uh, let's before we get into this. Let's. Well, <coughs> we're just going to close this out here, and we'll just keep going. So, I'll just stop the recording. Wait, uh huh. We're not we done yet. Hundred and two. We're but only we going to finish the chapter. We haven't finished the chapter. We did finish the chapter. Oh, we did finish the chapter. You went ahead of what I was talking about. Darn you. <laughs> so. Draco yeah. goes off to have a conversation that apparently he's been waiting, wanting to have for months because apparently his father won't be alone in the world entirely. And I'm a little <laughs> I don't remember this part. <laughs> but we'll, we'll tune in in like five seconds to find out what happens. There you go. <laughs> okay. I'm cutting us off. Maybe. Oh, there we go. How can you cut me off? I haven't had anything to drink yet. No, I've got that safe. Yes. One two. I don't know why. <laughs> for some reason, for the last three weeks, my "Be Careful" PDF has saved itself at ninety-one. Mm, nice. So I'm sure, like, uh, an episode and a half. Are we at ninety-one? Are we at ninety-one? So at the end of oh, yes, this chapter, Draco Hold is. Hold on, I'm not there yet. And we haven't started the. Oh yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> no, nope, this is the second half. This is the last, yeah. So we're going to try and blend it and pretend we never left. I have no idea how well that's going to work. Blend it. It'll be fine. Yeah, with with the intro that we just did about blood and vomit, I'm sure that, you know, we can blend it well. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I don't remember anything about We left off. Draco is going to have a conversation he's been wanting to have for a while and let Lucius know that he now has another half-daughter. Mm-hmm. 
Which is, mm. he's going to be so pleased about, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Oh, yes, of course. But we shift off. loves his children. Mm, very much, yes. Mm. And but his wife. The actual oh, beginning yeah. of, well, yeah. That was uh, Sorry. in the past. <laughs> the actual beginning of chapter 102, we are apparently, I'm not sure which universe we're in. I guess we're in canon universe, but everybody mm-hmm. laughing hysterically. Because apparently um, somebody's being funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, Luna has lent Ginny her animated and now she has turned into a lynx and is trying to discover where her tail went. She's not turned into a lynx. She's turned into a wildcat. We don't know that it's a lynx because this is not DV. That's true. Oh. Well, doesn't it say? Hold on. It's a wildcat with tall, tufted ears. And okay, no, yeah, it doesn't say. That's a lynx. It is a, I mean, it is a lynx, but I, I'm just, you know, for the, for the reader that does not necessarily like DV. Yeah, but it doesn't even have to be DV related. A wildcat with tufted ears, a small wildcat with tufted ears and a stubby tail is a lynx. Yeah, it's a wildcat. Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> I give up. I'm too tired to argue with we you, We saw Sue. them in the gym. <laughs> okay. In the zoo. <laughs> In the gym. In the gym. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what kind of gym do you go to? <laughs> I love it. Okay, you they guys, you're going to run. And I'm going to make sure you're going to run because I'm going to let this wildcat go. And if you don't run fast Not enough, that it's kind of gym. You. They have their own so little of you. They got to just, I can just see like the, the tigers okay. using the treadmill. She's a heavy duty treadmill. <laughs> Uh, my friend had her dog on the treadmill and he broke it. It's very sad. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. It depends on how heavy they are. She's not that heavy. He weighs less, much less than I do, so, you know, he shouldn't have been able to break it, but whatever. And now my cat is, once again, every time I get on this podcast, she gets super touchy-feely. And she wants cuddles. Mm-hmm. Only when I'm on the podcast. Cuddler, you can cuddler in podcast. It's okay. She just oh. wants to listen <laughs> to the sound of my voice. Maybe because it's I so sexy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she can hear weird buzzing from the headphones or something. I don't know. Or maybe she can hear your sexy voice. Wow! you never know. Yeah. It's great fun. No, Scott's like my brother. Okay. All right, so anyhow, they're discussing Ginny's fighting form, yes, and, and she is chasing her lack of a tail. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. And they're getting ready to go onto the next. And I don't know what I'm saying. So just you guys go. I'm gonna <laughs> regroup here. So they've well. apparently gotten used to the fact that Draco is good because mm-hmm. Ron says "sod off, Malfoy." Uh, good-naturedly, without really... And no one's really, like, doubting his motives here, and so clearly something has happened in the background that has made them kind of trust him to this point. And so, meanwhile, in sort of their, they're sort of in a little side room of the Room of Requirement, because they were going off for the duel, and right. meanwhile outside, everybody that all the reinforcements have been gathering, and Harry has Yay! not. <laughs> yeah. So... Draco turns into Luke the Mongoose, and they dissolve the inner wall, and 
Harry is completely flabbergasted because there's a giant amount of people. Surprise! Yep. <laughs> it's like a birthday party. Yeah. Harry is never much more sinister. Before, so. Yeah. He's like, what am I supposed to do with them all? And Tonks is like, is your mysterious mission done? And Hermione's like, yeah, but. And they're like, but what? It means we can fight. Let's go. We're going to fight. And they all get ready to go. And Harry's like, but it's not that simple. We don't even know where he is. And well, like, we can solve that problem. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. We just make him come to us. Voldemort. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just it's like Bloody Mary, to... Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh, God, don't remind me. Or Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. better. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get Neville to get the map out. Uh-huh. And they want to know who's in the headmaster's office. I love this, the way that she's done the map. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that map's big, and finding people on that map has got to be hard. But her version of the map is if you will a certain section or a certain person, the map shows you them. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's if like you're Google looking maps. for something, that's what you'll see. <laughs> it's like, it like zooms in on the, on the thing that you're looking for. There you go. It doesn't have a street view, though. It's, it's still just footprints. Yep. <laughs> they need to upgrade the... the Firmware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Get a bunch of muggle-born enchanters in there to tinker. Yep. Yeah. Well, since the muggle-born enchanters of the ministry don't know the map exists, they just really need Harry to learn some enchantments that... I mean, I know Hermione could update the uh, upgrade the firmware. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine being... Oh, goodness. It's probably like some tech-savvy the... muggles come into Hogwarts and just... <laughs> yep. I've like read fix like that. Like Steve Jobs' kids were, were magical in some way. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's probably just the Potter kids have been playing around on Uncle Dudley's computer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's how where M-Mail came about, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little magical scroll that appears in front of your face and then disappears Instant again. messaging. so the uh, snatchers show up and have a little conference with Snape and then he does something that uh, calls the rest of the crew so we have Electo and Amicus and Minerva and Phileas and Ramona Sprout show up and then of course Horace comes slowly and almost reluctantly I was a little confused on why the Karos were there when it seemed like he was calling the heads yeah but they're there too Mm-hmm. They're uh, the Dark Lord's plants, so they have to get in on everything. They have to be in on everything. Yep. They're the head of the Dark Lord's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and uh, Harry's like, "Okay, I need some good duelers and somebody who's good with transfiguration." And Rufus is like, "How about Minerva?" Oh, good. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, because you know she teaches it and all, she's probably pretty good. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, just maybe. But they still need some duelers so they can pop into the office and stun all the snatchers, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the carols, and maybe yep. Snape. Yeah, well, you know, just so. uh, crossfire. <laughs> so they start heading out, and I love this scene. The hand reaches out of the crowd and grabs Ron and says, Ron, where's Ginny? I don't see her anywhere. And he's like, Mom! Oh, crap. He's really <laughs> quick. 
But I love because he doesn't ever say an untruth. That's yeah. He yeah he makes this is I think I I, I admire what she does with this, but I think it's a little too Slytherin for Ron. Oh, I'm so proud because he he would. He's have probably to deal been with his prompted mom. about this a little bit. Yeah, as well. This like, is something they, that they knew Molly for. was coming, so they worked it out. I can I, I, I will say just for my peace of mind that he picked this kind of thing up from the, the twins. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. just feel like it it seems a little weird for Ron, but you know, he's lived with his mother for some time and Yeah, I know, but like it's in in can Ken and Ron would never do this. Mm-hmm. It's reminding me of someone I've been reading about in the novels I've been reading who She's got one of those, a very expressive face, so most of the time you can tell exactly what she's thinking, and she's a really mm-hmm. bad liar. But <laughs> if she has time to work out what she needs to do, she can still lie. She, mm-hmm. you know, she's gone through it and said, okay, I need to convince this guy of these three things, and this is what I'll do. And I expect that's kind of what they've done with Ron. They're like, okay, at some point, mom's going to ask one of us about Jenny because, you know, she'll be there and Ginny won't be so this is what we'll have to you know that kind of thing yeah I guess Yeah. so he um, says you don't seriously think we'd have brought her with us she's still underage <laughs> and Molly's like very, so very good. proud at least you have some sense yep mm-hmm. of course she's she was lying an angel through his... never a moment's trouble crosses his fingers lying through his teeth yep <laughs> See, see, this is why. It's just like, would I almost kind of suspect, suspect that Molly suspects something. Because in what universe would Ginny be willing to stay behind? Right. Mm. And everybody else knows. This I mean, one. George, no. George <laughs> says, so where is our darling Ginger yeah. Lily? And we hear this. <laughs> and, and I love Fred. Don't tell me. You're doing something new with your hair. <laughs> now I'm yeah. sad again. Oh. God. Okay. Yep. And, Continue. And just, Luke starts choking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is he all right? Oh, yeah. He just thinks you're funny. <laughs> he has good taste. He does. Yes, he does. Yep. Ron decided making no comment whatsoever was the safest way to go. Yes. Yeah. And so we switch again, and now Luke is watching the parade of underage students leaving the Great Hall. And the Slytherins, I might add. Yes. Yep. But the other houses, 6th and 7th years, are being gophers, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Running around in various directions and running into each other and, um, yeah, not being (laughs) terribly effective. No, they're, well, I mean, apart from the DA, they aren't trained in this. That's true. And Harry's plan has worked perfectly. He's appeared in front of Snape. Yay! And the... Electo presses her mark, which gets Voldemort to come, and then everybody turns on them and uh, Mm -hmm. gets stunned. Yep. Yep. Uh, McGonagall and Flickwick stun the Karos, which I'm sure they've been dying to do all year. Oh, I I bet. I bet. I bet they just, you know... I can just totally hear... Uh, Minnie's voice. I've always wanted to use that spell. <laughs> and, uh, oh man, I love. Uh, this is not a a Slughorn PS would approve of. No, because no. he's dithering. And this isn't a sprout that I would approve of too either. Once again, she's in the background. 
I don't know. She, she deals with the, the snatchers. She helped Harry take she, care of the She she helps Harry take care of the snatchers, but it was like, you know, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. She's not as much of a dualist, I guess, is what they're no. going with. And and Luke realizes he's kind of sitting here going over all this stuff that's already happened and uh, yep. he really should just get going. Get going, yeah. Yep. He's got lots to do today. He's going to be very busy. And so Luke and Luna head out and Hermione follows them and says, I just want to see where you're going or what you're doing. And if you, I shouldn't be here, just tell me and I'll go away. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, no, come on. Yep. And he chitters at her and she's like, wait a minute, I understood you. And Luna says, well, you share blood. So it makes a difference. And now you can hear him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially cool. because they share blood on purpose. Right. Yep. It was on purpose. Yeah. Oh, on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So does that mean that like blood siblings could understand each other if one of them was an animagi? Maybe, but not as easily necessarily as these two can because they mm-hmm. didn't yeah, I, set I out to do that. This is like an upgrade of what Fred and George have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if one of the twins was an animagus, I'm sure they would understand each other. Yes. But if it was like um, Fred and Ron, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fred and George share blood. Yeah. So he's. No, really? Shut up. <laughs> I'm in mourning over here. <clears throat> so Draco's going to call the room, but first he has to say goodbye to Luna. And he tells her to be very careful, to be careful, because he won't be able to go on if he loses her. Aww. He's not a Gryffindor. No. Which I love that line, by the way, because it, it plays so well into the fic that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And But she promises that she'll still be around. When they make the final jump. Yeah, they're going to make the final jump together. And then she and says... Then she starts singing pirates at him. Yeah. <laughs> and it act- activates a mental mask that will shield him from Voldemort and probably from Snape so that mm-hmm. he can go and do what he needs to do without them finding out that he's a double agent. Yeah. He's going to sell it. Yeah. And he's made himself a prison... Mm-hmm. And off he goes into the prison, and the girls take off because he can't know that he's really on their side. His his he's basically got in front of the shield is the old Malfoy, yep. and mm-hmm. that's what's there. Although there's a, a happy voice in the back of his mind that prompts him every once in a while. Yep. Yes. So Draco is breaking out of this prison that he's been foully um, tricked into. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the Death Eaters are here, and it's time for him to go join up. Mm-hmm. And he's got to go tell the Dark Lord about Snape because Snape is a double cra- crossing, no good, two bit. I don't know what, but <laughs> a double some... crossing, no good, two bit. <laughs> Get some Yosemite Sam in here. I don't know. Yeah. Any one of you lily-livered, bow-legged varmints care to slap leather with me? <laughs> He's a cattle rustler. Oh, gosh. I'm not going there. All right. So we go to 103, which is be careful whose heart you hold. Mm -hmm. And we start with an explosion that rocks the castle. Always a good place to start. Uh, And it's a predominantly red-haired group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But it's an, the explosion's enough to get him out of his prison cell, so that works. Mm-hmm. Off he's headed, and he he runs up into uh, the headmaster's office and says a password that gets him into gets him behind Dumbledore's portrait, where he finds something which he tucks away, and then off he goes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he think he's sort of going. He thinks he's going to have to break into this compartment behind the portrait, and it just swings open. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, "Oh, how convenient!" Must not have left it locked. And whereas the inner Draco knows this is all part of Dumbledore's plan, right? Really. And if you and if you blink, you miss it. But I do believe this is when Fred dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Fred. the explosion and, and- was the wall falling. That. I have to say I reamed Anne out so badly when this chapter came out. For not fixing that? Because well, I mean, everyone knows how much I love Fred. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, it 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 kills what what my my big complaint was when this came out, there was a lot of post Deathly Hallows kind of like fixing of the seventh book going on. But they all had the final battle, and a large majority of them had Fred die. Mm-hmm. And at, at the point of me reading this, I had fallen in love with this this story, but I could not take Fred dying again mm-hmm. because I, I mean it. it I, I I still hate you know talking about you know my friend. My friend dies. I keep him in in, in closet. Um, <laughs> Of my apartment. It really upsets me that, you know, all these authors suddenly are killing off Fred because he died in canon. And it's just like, you know what? Kill off Charlie. Kill off Bill. Like, I understand a Weasley has to die because they're a big family. And for them to be completely untouched by war is is blatantly unfair. But, you know, why kill the twins? Why? Well, I can understand it as far as this fic goes anyway because... There's really no way that Draco would have known about that in order to change anything. Well, mm-hmm. no, of course not. But, I mean, she could have cited the butterfly effect. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't get into the castle the same way and stuff like right. that. Right, they didn't get into the castle the same way, so he didn't die there. I mean, it's just... Yeah! Anyway, I agree. Like you, you all have heard me rant on this before. The audience out there in listener land has heard me rant on this before. I am very upset that Fred died in this story. We can move on. Cat, okay. What? Can we? I just have one thing to say to you. What? Fox ears. And I smile again because fox ears just makes my life. <laughs> That's all we needed. Okay. So. Yep. We have. Uh, Remus hitting the stone floor and the air is driven out of his lungs and his wand goes chattering, clattering away and Dalla Hoff is towering over him, leering, and he's thinking, I'm going to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and again, again, again with my favorite characters. Why? But then we have uh, Bella he coming down the stairs sort of- and he sees the look on her face and it's like, that's the same look that she wore when she killed Sirius. That's her, I'm killing somebody in my family look. Oh, crap. He's. I didn't know there was such a look. Well, apparently there apparently is. Apparently there is. <laughs> face, I'm sure there is. Probably. And he shoves into her mind and takes over her mind and throws her out of the way and stuff like that, which really ticks her off. 
but <laughs> I can imagine. Managed to save her life, so I guess she can't be too ticked off. Yeah, and that's not what she's really ticked off about. Because he asks, you know, uh, which take over your body without permission or save your life, and she says neither. It's the almost getting killed yourself part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Because I'll, yeah, not do that. A small brown and gray blur slams into Dalhoff's legs, snatches his wand, and stuns and tightens him up. So he's waited too long to kill Remus, and now he's been taken out himself. I didn't know animals could use magic. Apparently. I don't know. Well, and maybe this isn't uh, an animal. Maybe it's some small child. I don't know. (laughs) It's something. And then we have Andromeda, who's rocking Teddy, and she knows what Bellatrix has done. Mm -hmm. Or tried to do. Or tried to do. And she's already told Bella that if you do this, there will be consequences. And she puts Teddy down and goes in and starts those consequences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Bella should know better. Andromeda is this the good sister mm-hmm. but she's still a black oh she was mm-hmm. i mean she was raised with dark magic and oh, and yeah. i can to- like that uh, andy even in the books totally sells this whole like you can disown me you can you know kick me out of the family you can disregard you know call me dirty you can do whatever you want to me but if you touch my my kids mm-hmm. or my grandkids you're done right yeah and this goes into this whole debate of what dark versus evil and what's the difference and yeah gets very interesting but as we transition draco fake draco is calling for aunt bella's ha- help right and his he aunt needs to is, get to the dark is, lord right away yep because yeah, and snape's bad 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 snape's a traitor evil Da, da, da. No, he's not evil, he's good, which is bad for evil people. <laughs> yeah. And then we jump back to Andromeda, who is... <laughs> but first, um, Draco fakes apparition, because mm, yep. he's, he's using his childhood wild magic to somehow break through the apparition words and get to the Shrieking Shack, except actually what he's doing is spinning around and turning into a mongoose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> She doesn't know that, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the way you said that, Scott, was just so hilarious. <laughs> She's spinning around and turning into a monk. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep. We're going to have to get some Ricky Ticky Tavi. Uh, yeah, we should love that. I, know. I love that story. It's a great one. Who has delivered us? Who? Tell me his best and his name. Ricky the Valiant, the true. Tiki with eyeballs aflame. We're back with Andy, who is mm-hmm. doing black magic. I am so sleep deprived, I am not smart enough to come up with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best kind right there. Yep. Yeah. And she's thinking about how she's come to this and getting love from Ted and being in love with um, Dora and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And as what love she is. activates the curse. Yep. yep. And then Luke is limping into the willow because he's only he's running on three legs because right. he's lost an arm. One's missing. And he's kind of having to concentrate quite a lot not to uh, 
let on to himself that he's running around in an animagus form, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a weird thing to do, yeah. but has to keep secrets from himself whilst doing them. Yep. He also has to convince himself that he has an, an extra arm, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is <laughs> interesting. But he hears a familiar voice. Here he is, my lord, must I stay? And the Dark Lord says, no, Lucius, you may go. And, and it's Daddy! Daddy! Yay! <laughs> and he re- assumes his Draco form and yeah. chokes out, Father! And tries to pretend that having his hand cut off doesn't hurt at all. No, no of course yeah. not. <clears throat> and, Is that um, Snape? We must get in there. He burned my dark mark off so I couldn't tell the Dark Lord Dark Lord mm-hmm. that he's a traitor and yeah. And a spy and Dumbledore's man to the very core. Yep. Which yep. is truth in some ways and not a truth in others, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so and his and mask the, is sort of wearing down, so he's yep. only going to—he's only going to get one chance to convince Voldemort of anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And on we. And on we march. To one hundred and four. Be careful what fate you deserve. Mm-hmm. And uh, into direct quotes from canon. Mm-hmm. The Dark Lord wants to know why is his wand not working. When Snape starts to say something, but there. Interrupted mm-hmm. by Lucius and Draco. By Merlin's boots. By Merlin's <laughs> boots! Merlin! Weird! <laughs> yep. He advanced into the room supporting Merlin's boots. <laughs> no. I, I, I have Not to say, funny. I love the different phrases that authors come out with. Like from Merlin's knickers to, you know. <laughs> shouldn't be, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope Merlin's not wearing the knickers. Well, he wouldn't be wearing pants either, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't have wide fronts when Merlin was around. Yeah. So, you what know. About Merlin's robes. <laughs> yeah. Did I you guys that I saw Dumbledore the other day? Yes. I posted. Right. <laughs> God. Yeah, you posted on the forum about that. I did. It's fun. So yeah, no, it's I'm I, I mean it it goes from Merlin's stickers to Merlin's fuzzy hat. I mean it just I mean there are so many fun things to do with you know Merlin must have had a very large co- closet, yes, very eclectic too. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I have now I'm imagining you know Merlin's in some uh, sort of out of time dimension somewhere and things keep appearing in his closet when wizards swear. <laughs> Where the uh, heck did that? Yeah. Scott, when I graduate, I will write you that one shot. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I'm seeing him as like a little paper doll, what? And, and then you just like fold the little clothes up. on him. Yeah, dress him up <laughs> like um, for, for little for kids. Pink fuzzy bunny slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I, I will. I I now have that plot bunny. I will write you that during the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay, promises. Well, poor Merlin. When Ron gets touchy with um, Mrs. Weasley in book six, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was Merlin wearing at that point? Merlin's saggy Y fronts. 
yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I'm, I'm pretty sure why fronts didn't exist when Merlin was around. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of ridiculous, and now I want to make the the fan fiction that oh, well, they, well, they have the fan fiction where like all the different versions of Harry live in a closet. So what? I need you to link, link this to you. So it, it you know it starts, it starts with Minnie Cannon Harry in like like a little like dollhouse kind of. Okay. And then he's joined by all the fanfic Harrys Aww. as they're published into existence. That's just scary. <laughs> it's kind of scary. There's the 16-year-old Harry who's about to go off with Draco. There's the 35-year-old Harry who's gone into another universe. There's all sorts of, yeah. <laughs> Harry who has gone insane. There's the, I mean, but it, it, it's actually Harry. So yeah. really kind of interesting. Um, it's just a one shot. It's like really pithy and not, you know, it's a fluff piece. But it's it's. It's kind the of green room behind mm-hmm. the studio b- yeah. before they go off to you know perform in their various fanfics. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind I've of some of those. Yeah. They all live together in one little dollhouse. Yeah, I've seen a few of those where they have um, the various versions of Sirius and Remus and James and such all meeting up and going out for karaoke and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Dear. <clears throat> so and there's anyway, the back to the Remus and totally into serious Remus and uh, yeah, all sorts of different. Yeah, ones. Now that we got you know sidetracked by Merlin's boots, <laughs> so Severus quite uh, um, quite legitimately wants to know where Draco's been, right. but Draco mm-hmm. takes that into his cover because you know Snape's the one who shoved him into the prison, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, Voldemort wants to know where he's been imprisoned, and he says, "I think at Hogwarts." That's where I, I was when I broke out. Severus is like, who would do that? How could you be imprisoned at Hogwarts without my knowing about it? Draco um, says, uh, well, <laughs> you did. Who said you I, didn't know I, about I it, love, I love the way that Draco phrases this, because this is just about the... It doesn't work because Severus Snape is a traitor to you, your cause. He's Dumbledore's. He always has been. Ever since you threatened that mudblood who spawned Harry Potter. And it's just like, oh... Wow. <laughs> yeah. And Snape's just like, he dares? After I pitied him? He dares? <laughs> and Voldemort is like, all right, you explain. got to explain it to do. Explain. I would like to know how Draco pretends to have figured this out. Uh, well, nobody asked that question. No. He doesn't. Well, he was he was out by the lake and followed Snape when he um, that's true went around various places. And, I suppose. I think also he's he, his mask only needs to work when people like question him on things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he doesn't need to make up a reason for himself unless they question him on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he found. He says he found where the DA are hiding, mm-hmm. and he's going straight to the headmaster with it, and then he hears voices. Right. And, and Snape's like, voices? I, was, I wasn't even in my office at that point. What's going on? But Draco's going on with his narration about how he was talking to Dumbledore's portrait and how they'd fooled Voldemort and reminding, were reminding each other of all the ways they'd ruined his plans and uh, basically doing the good speech of good, if I can say it that way. I don't know. <laughs> They're doing the inverse of the 
villain Evil monologue of, of all the all the times that um, they've foiled the various things, which mm-hmm. he's doing the opposite of the evil do. speech of evil. But, you know, right? Yep. Just say the evil speech of evil because it's fun to say <laughs> yeah. the evil speech of evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is rather fun. <laughs> Anyhow, Voldemort wants to know why didn't you just press your mark and tell me right then? And what you should ask. <laughs> I, I love how he calls him old. Him. I love how he calls him old bat ears. <laughs> yes, Snape always knows what's going on, yes. and grabbed him and tied him up and burned his mark off. Because yeah. mm. you know they yeah. couldn't kill him. That's uh, just not done. So they mm-hmm. burned his hand off instead because that's so much better. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then locked him up. And I love this reveal that, yeah, he got rid of my arm too, sir. And <laughs> everyone's just like, whoa, how did we miss that? Yeah. Those robes, they do it. Mm-hmm. When I was in junior high school, we had a teacher, a math teacher. She's mm-hmm. great. She put out toys for people to play with while she was teaching. Oh, she geez. knew that if you had your hands busy, your mind was listening. But she had this skirt and blouse that she used to like to wear. Mm -hmm. And if she stood with her arms behind her back, you know how sometimes you stand? Mm -hmm. It looked like she didn't have any arms. Mm -hmm. And then if she popped her foot up, it looked like she only had one leg. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made me, it made me think of her. Mm -hmm. I don't think of her very often, but every once in a while I think of her. and That's what Mm -hmm. this made me do. And then, of course, Lucius gets... I, I, yeah. I don't know if he was actually angry or fake angry. Mm-hmm. He's apparently been buying all of this and just shoots a Cruciatus at Snape. And mm-hmm. Severus is about to cast Sectum Senfra back at him, but uh, Voldy plays referee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Time out! <laughs> now I've got the image of Voldemort in a referee's costume. <laughs> With the whistle. gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds Someone me Someone needs to make that fan art. Yeah. Have you have you guys ever uh heard the joke of the Harvard uh Yale game with the referee? No. So so this was you know, Harvard-Yale, big rivalry. So oh, someone yeah. at Yale, I, I believe it was someone at Yale, but if, if I get this wrong, then somewhere out, out there in listener land, correct me, I don't really care. But the, the point is that these two rival football teams, so, someone, of the, someone from Yale, a student, every day all summer, would, he would blow a whistle and spread birdseed every day all summer. So the first game of the season was the Harvard-Yale game, this big rivalry. And the mm-hmm. referee stepped out and blew the whistle, and suddenly there were birds just everywhere. <laughs> Coming for the seeds. So now I've got the image of, like, Voldemort in a referee's costume with, like, the little hat and the whistle. Oh, and goodness. Bird poop and, like... <laughs> An image of the birds... All the pros coming at him. No. Yep. <laughs> uh, so if somebody does that, then I would give them ten points to their house on Puffa. I can do that, oh, right? Sure. And if you can, yeah. I, think I think you can. can. So Draco explains a little more, unwraps his burnt arms so that Voldemort can see it, and says it was burnt off with fiend fire because Dumbledore said that's how to counter the mark. Yep. Yes. And Voldy decides he's going to deal with this himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Lucius, back off. 
And and she says, forgive me, I was carried away by paternal affection. And we're sort of going... And at least Foldy's smart enough to say, okay, let me double check this. Let me look into your brain, Draco, and make sure that this is really the truth before I do anything irreversible. And Draco's like, yes, my lord. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. And we're still in Snape's point of view, so he's really confused because um, Draco could barely keep him out last Christmas, and that's not going to be enough against the Dark Lord. And so, how is he going to convince him of all these complete fabrications? Mm-hmm. And he finds a way, apparently. Yep. Well, the mask, mm. I think, crumbles shortly after this. Yeah. So. Um, so then Voldy asks Snape to look at him. Mm-hmm. And but Draco's buried Dra- all his Cecilia memories. Yeah, because Draco's put him in mind of Cecilia, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what that's yeah. what he's thinking of now. Yep. So he basically just summons the proof of what Draco was saying and mm-hmm. gives that to him first, and hopes he won't look any further. Right. Yep. And when the contact ends, he gasps. And his throat's dry like he's been screaming, and he doesn't know if he had been or not. Mm-hmm. So. I, I almost I, I almost like this scene much better than the scene in the movie. Yeah. The scene in the movie's pretty powerful, though. It, I mean, it really is, but there's no realization of... of I, I just love this because Voldemort is so clinical and just can't understand what love is. Mm-hmm. And Severus is just gambling it all because at this point, love is all he has left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Voldemort dismisses Draco and Lucius and Draco's like, but please, my lord, I've never watched anybody's tongue get cut out. Please let me watch you torture him, please. Please, with his little puppy dog eyes. Please. Uh, Wait, why does Draco have Voldy's wand? Because he got it. It's Dumbledore's wand. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Elder wand. That yeah. confused me so much. That now belongs to Harry Potter. That now belongs to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what he's just taken from behind Dumbledore's portrait, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. It's the wand. So. And he wants to watch Severus die for making him lose his mark. Voldemort takes Nagini's fang that she shed and plunges it into Severus's throat or neck. That's just worse than actually being bitten by a snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no. I would, no, it's not worse. Oh, oh We're not going to go into the ten ways Lassie does not want to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's more like be, being, you know, stabbed in the throat with a with a fang is more like being stabbed. Mm-hmm. There, there's mm-hmm. a certain way that you know. There's a there's a difference in impressions of of biting than oh look I get to use my degree tonight. There's a difference in impressions between biting and stabbing. With stabbing, you would bleed out a lot sooner and you would die quicker. Mm-hmm. With with a bite, you die slower. Right. So mm-hmm. like because it's not as deep. Well, I mean, it, it it truly depends on where where the bite is, but generally, where yeah. animals bite you, they don't go for like they the go deep for limbs. arteries. 
they go for limbs most of the time. So Voldemort and, and Voldemort's and Voldemort's angry, which means that his the force of his stab is going to drive it deeper, which will likely uh, pierce the carotid artery. And I mean, Snape's dead in seconds. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. instead large of animals t- will taking... leap for the neck, and I think that is what she did in canon was go for yeah. neck. But, mm-hmm. but still, for the, the most part, force, yeah. The force of it, I, the force of an object is really, you know, will de- determine how quickly you die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to do a little bit of a double take at this part because I'd forgotten that they'd already got to her. So she's yeah. not there to be used otherwise. Oh, Nagini. I was going to pull her. Fang. Yeah, and it keeps that. <laughs> but, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's almost a. Um, a better way to die than being bitten by an animal. I suppose. Yeah, faster. It's a lot, yeah, it's a lot faster, a lot less pain. So, Draco calls Harry in, because Lucius and the Dark Lord leave, and... He still makes the same mistake again. Yeah, he doesn't stick around. And Snape's able to give the memories to Harry, because that's another part of what he was thinking was, I failed. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I, I do love the way that Snape quote unquote dies here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, an indefinable force snatched at him, caught him, pulled him backwards, and flung him against a stiffly yielding surface. With a silent slam, the light disappeared, and he was trapped in blackness, absolute and unchanging. Control fled. Severus Snape screamed like, screamed like a little boy, afraid of the dark. And. I feel so horrible for because I mean to to make Severus Snape afraid after the childhood that he had and the adulthood that he had mm-hmm. like that takes a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's not so much that it's the thought that Voldemort has won. Yeah. His mark on my soul as well as my body has let him bind me to the world even past my death. Mm-hmm. And he can hold me here to ev- forever and conjure whatever torments he pleases, or simply leave me alone in this internal light, night, and no one will ever know. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what scares him more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move on. And Anne says in the author's notes, I was going to add more on here, but it's quite late, and on reflection, this is the most evil spot I could possibly leave it. So I will. <laughs> And then we turn to one of five. Be careful what hopes you cherish. Yep. And Harry kind of wants an explanation, and Draco's like, "I can't. I'm busy." <laughs> yep. You do what he wanted you to do, and I'll let you know. Tell you what's going on when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Harry's being a little Yeah. Draco's like, "Okay, it's a suggestion. Do what you want. I have to go." Mm-hmm. And he then he does. Uh, Apparently, traditional um, pure blood blessing on Ron or something of the sort. On brother Fred. Fred. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. He recites something Latin. Anyhow, I'd, I'll have to go and have that translated. It's, um, may he be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows he's dead. Oh yes, there of course. The How game appropriate. Page. We're not we're not concentrating on Fred. Yes. So Luke is has you know apparated slash transformed um, and he's going to the shrink somebody chest. needs to put mm-hmm. the AVP and disapparate noise in here because that's all I can think of right now 
and yeah, he he's heading for the forest, and he's going to have that conversation that he was wanting to have oh, at the end of 101. Yep. Except he doesn't have the same reason for wanting to have it. No, he doesn't. So he has to think a little bit. But anyway, he's made it to the Death Eater gathering spot, and Bellatrix is letting Tommy know that they're mm-hmm. down a dozen or so, but um, they've and, got... And they Voldemort, Voldemort... They have a captive, yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. And Bellatrix is counting the people that they lost, and she notes that they have more than... Uh, they're, they've lost less than the, light, the side of the light has lost. Mm-hmm. But they they have lost Rudolphus and Rabastin, and Bella knows that it's Andy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows. She's like, yep. hmm, whoops, I underestimated my sister. Bellatrix is, is smart. I mean, I'll give her that, but... She's nuts, but she was smart before she went nuts, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Draco shows up properly at that point and asks if she managed to get them, them being Remus and Tonks, but um, no, yep. she man- they, all ma- they both managed to get away. Indeed. Huzzah. And now they have to mm. wait for an hour. Do, 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 and do, do, while they're waiting, Draco asks, you know, to speak with his father. Mm-hmm. I love the first sentence in this next section. Lucius tried to analyze the unusual feeling in his chest as he followed his son out of the torchlit clearing. After a few moments, he began to suspect that he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay, keep keep holding on to that feeling, because you're not going to feel it for a while. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, and they, they run time. into each other, and they start doing the comedy routine. Oh, I'm yep. sorry. No, 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 it was me. I'm, oh, I should have looked where I was going. Oh, no, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been too long since we've shared a joke, Draco said. They've actually shared jokes that that baffles me to no end. Oh, I'm sure they've laughed about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Potter and Granger and all that. Yeah, I suppose. So Draco uh, casts a a charm and Lucius like, I thought Severus would have taken your wand when he imprisoned you. And he says... That does seem like an obvious step. And he's like, well, then where? Oh, you picked my pocket. Give it back. And Draco's like, no. no. <laughs> Don't think so. Mm-hmm. Draco, jokes are all very well and good in their place, but I, ex- I will be expecting a fight later. Uh, I, I will be expected to fight later. She's like, I know, but I took it away from you. That makes it my one now, not yours. Yep. But anyhow, how that works, isn't it? You keep what you can grab, rather like life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when he reveals all. And I, mm-hmm. I, I would have paid my the entire contents of my bank account to mm. be there watching Lucius's face as he finally gets to put it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucius had the uncanny sensation of being poised on a precipice. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Draco talks about how he'd, he's found he... out what he's been missing. Yeah. And for a long time he hated Lucius, but he doesn't anymore. And <laughs> Lucius doesn't exactly know what to say to that because yep. he can't exactly say thank you or why not. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I do love how this is all, you know. Oh, it surprised me too. Draco reached up and caught a hold of a tree branch above his head, setting his foot into a crack and pulling himself upwards. I was angry about it. I wanted to hate you, but my feelings are what they are, and they say I don't hate you anymore. He startled the branch, crossing his feet under it. I'm sorry for you, if it makes you feel any better. Sorry for me? None of this makes sense. Was I dreaming the last sentence, or am I dreaming now? Yes, sorry for you. I'd feel sorry for anyone in your position, but I can't help feeling a little more for you, because whether I like it or not, you're my father. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) I must find something to say besides repeating what he's saying. It makes me sound peculiar. (laughs) Yep. And he has no idea what he's talking about. And Draco brings up an old childhood trick that he did. Um, Anytime that guests were over when he was little and his father asked him to do something, he was supposed to say, what's What's in it for me? me? So Slytherin. Very Slytherin. Slytherin. And he says, Draco says to him, when did you stop taking your own advice? (laughs) I have no idea what you mean. Yes, you do. Or you would if you think about it a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, Voldemort is evil, and evil is interested only in itself. And if you cause a problem, you'll be cut off. Mm-hmm. There's, you're not going to win anything. Right. Uh, you cannot be on top unless you can kill Voldemort. Because Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort is going to be the leader and he's not going to let you get any sort of power over him and you're always going to be a psychophant yeah it's like uh did, were you just in the room with snape just a few minutes ago lucius did you not learn anything and he points out that he he threw his own life to the wolves just in order and and lucius of 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 course is don't you dare mention her to me she was my wife yeah I did what I did to save you. Yeah. And it's like, don't give me that. You killed her to save me. What about yourself? Why didn't and you volunteer to die? I sort of reiterate what I... told him at the end of that chapter. Uh, you killed mother to save me and lost me anyway. Mm-hmm. And he says, not that I'd have stuck around anyway, but I might have thought better of you if you'd killed well, yourself instead. I, and I, I mean, it's, says, it's uh, so Where else beautiful. were you planning on going? says they're going he's going far away where someone's no no one's ever heard of um, Malfoy's Malfoy. or Dark Lords or any of this and Lucius is picturing some island somewhere or something yep. <laughs> Draco's not telling him everything yeah. of course I, I mean I, I do love this so much because I mean now actually the point where Lucius gets works up gets worked up is um, when he says he's marrying Luna yeah yeah love that how dare you? No, ha- mm-hmm. and then this is the part that I love. No, how dare you? How dare you think that you have any right to interfere in my life now that you- I've finally made something worthwhile out of it, despite the hash you gave me to start with? Do you remember how I celebrated my 17th birthday, my coming of age, the day that should have shown you what a good job you did raising a wizard and a, and a man? Oh, that's right. You can't remember it because you weren't there. You weren't asked man. But you heard about it, and you saw me afterwards, what I was like. Didn't you ever wonder how I could have recovered from it? Yeah. And that makes me wonder what happened on his 17th birthday. Oh, I'm sure yeah. that's what his they, he got the mark. His 17th birthday. And, no, no, no. Oh, that's right. He got, in canon, 
in canon, his 17th birthday would have been the day he killed Dumbledore. Oh! Yeah. That makes so much sense. A wonderful birthday present. I know, isn't it? You have to murder somebody. Happy birthday. Yeah. And they explain My son, you have night. become a man. Go kill someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. And so he, he, I mean, and of course, Lucius is working the angle of if it, there's this great faraway place, and, you know, Lucius can come too, right? And it's just, Draco's just like, uh, no. Okay. Don't want to take you. Sorry, Charlie. Yep. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> I love that Lucius is like, okay, I'm just going to go tell the Dark Lord everything that you've told me. Uh-huh. Draco's like, he won't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the golden one right now. He won't he won't listen to a word you say. Right. Lucius is still in the doghouse, but you know, Draco just turned in a double agent, so Right. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, I I love it like Lucius is now calling him a traitor and Draco's just kinda like, Would you call an animal born in captivity a traitor if it escapes? That's all I've done. And he's just I mean I can just imagine Draco, even Canon Draco, having the best time because he pulled one over on his father. Yay. Mm-hmm. But then he tells his father about Hermione. <laughs> almost a mistake because that <laughs> makes Lucius want her very badly. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now she's his legal heir. And yeah, that's not good. Yeah. In case there was any stone of degradation yet left unturned, Lucius thinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not possible a living man could be more wretched than I am tonight. And we're going, uh-huh. yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, you deserve every minute of it. <laughs> so, and we move on to chapter 106. Be careful mm-hmm. whose love you desire. Yes. Although I and have to say, I do love Lucius's go just go at the end of the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's had enough. Yeah, he's pretty much been torn down. As yeah. much as possible for I, I won't say he's been torn down, but he's certainly been taken down a peg at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Dark Lord's still alive. He's, he's not completely torn down yet. But <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He, he's been taken down a couple pegs. Suddenly, how would you feel? Regardless of the evil thing, how would you feel if your son suddenly held all the cards? Mm-hmm. That sucks. Like, no matter yeah. who you are. He's but, like, lost his manner. He's lost his wife. His son has just uh, told him he's been working for the other side for a year, and he now has a girl he hates as his only heir. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mudblood, too, sir. Yeah. Sounds like a great life to me. What's his problem? Uh, he has a second kid. How is that not fabulous news? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and then we have Severus, who's waking up to the uh, train station, all dressed in white. The train station is dressed in white, not necessarily Snape. <laughs> Although, it might be fun to see that. You never know. Just suddenly he's getting light, sound, and sensation. And there's Lily coming towards him. And his immediate thought is, oh yeah, Voldemort's making this up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And she says... It's too good to be true. Stubborn as ever. If you're not facing me in five seconds, I'm going to hang you by your ankle and see if you've learned about wearing clean underwear since the last time we met. (laughs) And that 
pisses him off. And that's the cue for... Alright, anyway, so... Um, so Severus is really mad about... He said, how dare you stand here looking like her and reference that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she says, you know me, I dare almost anything to get what I want. Yeah. And so... And then that says, doesn't sound like a Gryffindor. This, this, I mean... She's a Gryffindor, so, a, a Gryffindor. It, it's so hard to, to nail down Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who is currently trying to for my fic, it's it's nearly impossible to nail her down because we see mm-hmm. her for five seconds, and everyone who knows her loves her. Mm-hmm. So she's put on this extreme pedestal, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's a there's, martyr. There's, you know, she's not a real person in canon, mm-hmm. so it's very hard to give her legitimate lines. Yeah. All we know is that as a teenager, she had a temper and um, stood up to the bullies. And as a 20-some-year-old, she sacrificed herself for her son. And yeah, she said some nice things to... in the forest. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which any mother would say about their, their kid. Petunia would say nice things about Dudley if he was going to his death. Mm-hmm. Well, she says nice things about Dudley anyhow. That's true. But mm-hmm. my point being that the worst mother in the world would support the kid as he was going to right. die. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I, I really it's it's really hard to to get a good Lily on paper, mm-hmm. and I give an applause for coming close at least. Mm-hmm. And here we have a new expletive. Ooh, look, I can say it this time: Merlin striped pajamas. <laughs> and I love Merlin striped pajamas. Haven't you picked up any manners in the last twenty years? Am I the only one who's seen bananas in pajamas? Bananas in pajamas are coming down the stairs. I have. <laughs> she says, God, "Look, no. you are a legilimens. You can see people's memories. Just look and see if I'm lying to you." Question: How does yes. that work when people don't have brains? I don't know. Well, that's what he um, wants to know. What how, what good will it do? And she's like, think, Sev. If I made up, either you or Voldemort has done the making. And that means all the making, thoughts and everything. Don't you believe you could tell the difference between the way you think and the way I do? And I certainly hope you could do that for Voldemort, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He's like, all right, maybe. Mm-hmm. I still he's say she he's wondering if he'd be able to tell if the difference between what he thinks Lily would be like and what Lily's really like. And she mm-hmm. says, you never understood me. Mm-hmm. I will be different than you think. Yeah. Uh, Touche. Yeah. And what matters is the truth. You want it. I want you to have it. So quit fooling around and let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and basically he's convinced. And I hate the fact that he keeps going on about the Lily, the only girl he ever loved. And I'm just like, what about Cecilia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Because oh, he doesn't think Cecilia's real. She's just a fantasy. That doesn't mean you can't love your fantasies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she pretty much tells him that Cecilia 
I don't know if she tells him that Cecilia's real, but she lets him know kind of what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the other universe and what what to expect. Mm-hmm. He says there time. there are some things you haven't admitted to yourself, and you need to know them. Um, for one thing, you're a romantic. <laughs> there is no one else who would believe that he's loved the same woman all his life, and the same unobtainable woman. And he says, "I have." And she says, "Okay." You <laughs> <laughs> Either you have a very rotten definition of love, or a very poor idea of me. Mm-hmm. And he is confused. Yeah. Love is caring for someone else before you care about yourself, about doing what they would want, not what you would want. Has it ever occurred to you through all these years that you've been punishing yourself for getting me killed to think about what I would have told you if I'd have had the chance? Yeah. He's like, mm. uh, oops. You've wasted your entire life hiding in that dungeon, never letting yourself do anything pleasant. Because you thought you didn't deserve it. I wanted you to live for me, Sev. Not die for me. Not literally and not figuratively either. I, I kind of just love this because me this too. is the first time in any fic, in, in any point in fandom or canon history, that Severus Snape has been called out and he can't say anything back. Mm-hmm. No. Well, it's the truth. It is. No, but it's just, you know, it, it's... I, I love Anne for this moment just because no other author has ever called him out on this. Mm-hmm. That he's wasted his life because he doesn't think he deserves to live. Right. Oh, poor Snape. And it's just, I, I mean, like, screw the whole good versus evil debate after book six. Like, he's wasted his entire life. He really has. Mm-hmm. And that's so horrible. Like, why didn't we care about that during during the release of the upcoming release of book seven? Mm-hmm. Um, he, I don't know. He thinks he deser- deserves, you know, torture essentially of never finding more happiness, of seeing those emerald green eyes for seven years, and knowing that you know Lily didn't love him back, and and convincing himself that. It was his fault, and and just uh, how can someone? I, it's so horrible. That's such a horrible life to live. Mm-hmm. I know. I've, just doing I've a job, known, he really very much. You know, I've I've known people that have made mistakes not as bad as the mistake that that Snape has made, but they've they've let their entire lives be defined by that one mistake, right. and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. They hate themselves. And it, you know, it ekes out on everybody else around them because they're not happy with themselves, so they're not going to be happy with the world. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's so sad and so hard to be around them because you want you you love them enough to want them to get out of that and you know go on and and fix their mistakes or or move past them, but they won't. Mm-hmm. Right. What kind so of the next thing that happens that? in here is Lily shows him a representation of the multiverse, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can see thousands and millions of worlds. Yeah. And he can see that they all touch. And he wants to know if that's the afterlife. Mm-hmm. But it's not, really. Nope. Yeah. She says, the point is, once upon a time... There was a wise man who wanted to help a friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
somehow he managed to connect the worlds because that was the only someone in another world could be able to help or at least that's the only place he managed to find the help he needed and it takes him a little bit but then Severus kind of realizes she's talking about me this is not a story right and Lily says she asks him doesn't he want her to be real Mm -hmm. meaning Cecilia and he starts to say yes, but he corrects himself. Yeah. Which is, you know... No, I love you! She's like, no, you don't. And, <laughs> and I love this point because so many people after the movie completely miss the boat when I ask them on this. But, mm-hmm. you know, Lily's form isn't a doe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... A silver doe isn't Lily. So... It's how... It's how Severus thinks Lily is. Yeah. That if never you're going occurred to purely me. Purely with canon. Or in this case, it has, it's actually a better description of Cecilia. Yeah. So then, when, well, in canon, then, when Harry says that his mother's Patronus and Snape's Patronus are the same thing, is he going on that assumption? Yeah. Uh-huh. There, was, there was no evidence in canon what, to what Lily's Patronus or her form is true, true, and Severus made that assumption because James's form is the stag. But it's always always really irked me that people have made this assumption about Lily because even to the small degrees that we see Lily, she doesn't really strike me as a deer type. No, no, not at all. She's she's much more angry, I guess you could say. She's not mm-hmm. very quiet. She's not um, very skittish. No. <laughs> She's, not She's very at all. determined like, about things. Yeah and, yeah, and it's always really bugged me that everyone's just like, oh, Lily's form is a doe. Obviously, I'm just like, no, it's like, if, if Animagus works the way I think it is, no, it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, sort of getting it, but he's confused. And he's like, what difference does it make? I'm dead. And she's like, all right, hang on, let's backtrack a bit. <laughs> Did you notice that Draco Malfoy was acting a little odd? And he's like, odd? Yeah, that would make sense. That uh, would be one way to put it. Yeah. Without rhyme A little reason, bit of an understatement. Would be the other. And she's like, yeah, he had rhyme and reason. You just don't know what it is yet. Yep. He yeah. was trying I, to save you. <laughs> save me? Like, Lily, he just had me killed. <laughs> Yep. But guess what? He's trying to save you. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And she says she apologizes to him because if she'd known he would experience what he did, she would have come sooner. But he thought right. she thought he wouldn't be aware. And he's still confused. She says that sensation you had of your mind, your soul being trapped is completely correct because you're being carried around in something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have been Basically. trapped. Guess what? But yeah. And she says, uh, "Here's a hypothetical question for you. Do you agree that the mind and soul are the parts of a person that matter? The body is just sort of secondary." And he says, mm-hmm. "Well, I guess so. I mean, here we are talking, and I don't have a body." Um, I was just like, Severus, you're not dead. (laughs) Yeah. Now I have, I ain't got no body in my head, except I don't know the tune. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! I love, Anne Anne has made Lily a Monty Python fan, which (laughs) amuses me. He says, 
go on the card, and Severus is like, why? <laughs> <laughs> because you're not dead. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. You're only mostly dead. Quick, uh, take a chocolate uh, pill. You'll be better. Uh, that's, that's Princess Brian. I know. <laughs> and then we shift back to Draco, who is surrounding the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the killing curse has been thrown, and Voldemort's been knocked down, and Harry's been knocked down, mm-hmm. and Draco is the one that's ordered to go and see if he's alive. Yep. Which is so fabulous, because of course Draco's not gonna... No. <laughs> and he's in favor at the moment. And I guess Narcissa's not there to be doing it anyway. Right. No. So, you know, he, he checks for breath, and of course, so he, he's excited and gleeful because Harry's alive, and then just says, yes, my lord, he's dead! Yeah. And he leans down, and he says, your, si- your sister's a Slytherin, Potter. And, and Harry makes a rude gesture at him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says that, you know, as dead as my own mommy and daddy. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Well, because of course he's pieces, talking about the other ones. Yeah. Which where I went off to are very much alive. Yep. Again, when I when I finish all this stuff, I'm writing that one shot. <laughs> Harry gets a vacation to see his mom and dad. And now all he's got to do is find them so they can make the job. Yep. Poor Hagrid's sobbing. Oh, Harry. poor Hagrid. And he's yep. like, you know, carrying Harry back. Hopefully, I kind of. You know, you can just imagine what Hagrid would do to Draco at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, don't do it. <laughs> don't get your hands on him and we'll be fine. So, and then they get there and McGonagall screams and Luna's there and he's forgotten, you know. What happens if she sees me? Yeah. And, That's yeah. kind of dangerous. And also, because it's Hermione. Yeah. She's going to give me away. She thinks I let Harry die. And I did, but it's not what she thinks. And, and he's very somehow quick on I have to tell her. Listen to them crying over Potter. Talk about diminishing Gryffindor glory. Her many friends place those words. They sound familiar. I've heard them before. Recently, the charm, the one little youth. He's telling a terrible story, but it doesn't diminish his glory. Wait, a terrible story. Is he trying to say? Yep. <laughs> Oh, I love Hermione. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, so they kind of have, have a, a silent conversation between the two of them. And yes. And they reference the evil overlord list. <laughs> she, um, Are you telling me this is a rule 13? <laughs> like, <laughs> giggle. Mm-hmm. Giggle, giggle. The, Lord, the Dark Lord never checked Harry's body. Or rather, in this case, he sent Draco to do it. Right. Yep. Which I believe violates another rule. Mm -hmm. She screams and drops to her knees and, you know, the expression on her face would look like grief to anybody else, but she, he knows she's the happiest person on the castle grounds. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then (laughs) Merlin's farts long bottom. I thought you had more sense than this. (laughs) Yep. Because here he comes. Neville, Neville to rescue. Has basically, I, I, I have to say, and, I was yeah. so angry that Neville didn't get his moment in the movie. 
Yeah, mm. not so much of it. Neville needed his that mama. That scene drove it, me crazy. It, I like immediately when it started going off plot. I was just like, "What? Like what? Really?" I wanted to stab something. I I wanted to hear Dumbledore's army shouted so loud that my ears rang. I know <laughs> because the way like that was the only part of Deathly Hallows that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. But Draco comes up with an interesting way of subverting that moment in this because um, yeah. Voldemort starts with his hmm, you're a pure blood. Would you like to? And uh, Draco pops up and says, oh, he's some, he's not a pure blood. He's not a real pure blood. I could beat him with one hand tied behind my back or, you know, chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they square off to duel. And, and you know, you wish Neville wiped a trickle of blood away from his mouth with his offhand. Answer me one question, Mouth. Why? Anything you like, within reason. Is Harry really dead? As dead as my dear mum, he is. That's what That's I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's really mm. Dang! Poor Draco. He's really going to to protect himself from this one. He's yep. just not got it. And well, here yeah, you go. Here's I your mean, too bad never taught them that blocking spell. So, you know, it's interesting because there are all these people fighting them. And 99.9% of them think that, you know, Draco's turn on them again, probably. Mm. And two of them have figured out that (laughs) all is well. (laughs) Well, they know because they they shuttle him out of of the way. Oh, okay. Because Dumbledore's army screams, Dumbledore's army, charge. And people grab him and he's passed from Hannah to Michael Corner to Dean to Cho. And they kind of get him out of harm's way. Right. And he ends up kind of with Hermione. Mm-hmm. And... Who says, take my hand. Which she's already done. But, you mm-hmm. Know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And Hermione's the only one who really gets a proper goodbye right. with Draco. Because they've got to go now. Um, and, you know, she's, she's saying, you know, take care of Luna for us and make sure that she doesn't go off wandering for crumple horned snark axes. <laughs> and, you know, uh. Draco's just kind of like, just, you know, Ron and her and Harry don't get, the, like, make sure that they don't kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Protect the foolish ones, would you? And, and he's looking for Luna, looking for Luna, and there Luna is, battling his mad aunt with Ginny and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Well, and Voldemort's Molly. battling McGonagall, Kingsley, and Slughorn. Mm-hmm. And then we have... So Molly. there you go. Horace can duel every now and then. I can, yeah. I can, you know, the way I read this, and, you know, I kind of had to force myself to read this, but Draco doesn't really, like, we, we know all these references, like, not my daughter, you bitch, and all the things that are going on. But Draco isn't really focusing on that too much. He really just wants to get to Luna and and to disappear. Um, but Lucius intervenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he dives into his father, knocks him away from Hermione, and and Lucius grabs him. Mm-hmm. And says, "Here's the traitor who lied to you about Potter. Kill him, and we can still win." Right. And he starts. Of course, to everybody struggle. gets out of the way. Well, is, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he starts to struggle, and then... And then he remembers. Yeah. Draco, don't move. Don't move. You have to promise. You have to swear you won't move. The last day, the last minute, you have to promise, Draco. And I promised. I swore I wouldn't move. 
and, so and, he, he and, and I, I kind of love this. Go ahead. Try it. You uh, go ahead. Try it. You bastard. I'm not afraid of you anymore. And it's just like, <laughs> and there's flash of light voices shouting a sense of confused motion and something slamming into his chest and then nothing. And then I love the author's notes. Kindly remember the story is not over yet and dead authors cannot update. It's and yeah, uh, I still tried. because of I, course I this tried. chapter is called Be Careful How Your Story Ends. So it, yep. it could be construed. Um, but we move on. We do. It was, yeah, it was a different kind of story. So but we're we still don't in... quite get to see the cliffhanger because we shift back to Severus and Lily instead. Mm-hmm. Which bothered us so much. <laughs> Like get us back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what happened. And so we have him saying, "But I felt it. I felt it happen." And her saying, "Well, your body died, but your soul's in a soul flask, and it's still there." You know, it's like I said before: you're almost dead, not quite, not quite. No. Mostly dead. Mostly yep. dead. In good condition and unmarked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. He wants to hear the story, but she says, "Ah, oh, let's look at it and set instead." Let's just watch. He uh, gets to watch TV. Yep. Yay! Which he probably has never seen before in his life. That's true. And he sees someone that looks just like him, but has a Patronus tiger, uh-huh. who sends the tiger away to protect two children and a young man. And he sees the Dementor's kiss and everything that happens. Uh-huh. And he's like, do I recognize those people? Yeah. So he knows about this. You recognize one of them anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't you ever realize what it meant that you saw your Cecilia and his memories? I thought he invaded my privacy. So I just ran back over the times he'd seen that beloved face instead of inside gray eyes. But the ways he saw that he saw her, the places and times he remembered her. I should have known this long ago, shouldn't I? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just realizing that, you know, all this is real and Draco wasn't lying. Uh, she says she actually adopted him. And he yeah. said, yeah, she told me at Christmas, but she didn't tell me a name. Mm-hmm. How did it happen? And, you know, then we get the story about Dumbledore, who's trying to do it, but he's doing it, while, you know, trying to do what he did for Severus for Draco. But he was poisoned and he did it wonky. And he was wandless <laughs> and, yeah, he did it a little too much and made it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he actually made the universes physically touch. Oops. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but this is a good thing for Severus. Mm-hmm. So Severus is reveling in the fact that Dumbledore is there, and Minerva and her husband Tom Riddle are, you know, there too. And <laughs> <laughs> because they were the witnesses of the. Uh, was it like more like a hand fasting? Because yeah, kind what? Of. Hand fasting? It's an old term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was like a hand it's basically fasting. For, it's basically a marriage kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. It's you a Celtic wedding together. thing, but uh, the idea with it is you, you can perform it without a priest, for one thing, mm-hmm. as long as you have witnesses. And if you did have some sort of officiant... Um, what you do is you do hand fasting and you wouldn't, you'd just loop the ropes and not tie them. And that would mean you'd stay together for a year and a day. And if it didn't work after that point, you could dissolve it with no um, ill, Ill problem on either side. Whereas mm -hmm. 
if you tied the knot, then it was really a marriage and you were, you know, bound. There's actually so a big revival of hand fasting um, going on, especially in Europe right now, that mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't getting married. They're just hand fasting. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of people are finding that they're just hand fasting uh, to each other over and over and over again, which is, it, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting concept because so what happens is that you get hand fasted in August. So you're together for the winter months. Mm-hmm. And to stay warm, and mm. and then um, you know you don't you're not stuck with that person if it turns out you know that they're not right for you. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are not in favor of marriage, who like just want to date all the time, are just will argue that people don't progress at the same speed. Mm-hmm. Um, which so this is kind of like the counter to that that you can like be quote unquote married to them for a year and then. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of people will get married for life. They just get really handfested every year. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a more complicated to have to keep doing that every year. Can you like do like five years or something, or do you have? No, to keep... it's 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 every year, but there's a big festival ah. for everyone to get handfested. So you just go to the festival, and everyone witnesses everyone else's handfastings. And oh, it's not like you have to keep like okay. No, no, it's not like it's um, it's not really a private event like it's depicted in this fic. It, it's a very like you go to a big square and like everyone has hand fasts who's participating, and uh. then you have a big party. It, that's slightly different than the way it was historically as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it things have changed, but you know, the modern version is that like everyone just does it once because. Yeah. It's harder to hand fast if you've got like six hand fasts to go to in one day. Mm-hmm. So he thanks her for, um, well, she, he wants to know if it's real. And he, she says, do you want it for, for real? The decision is yours. And then the train pulls into the station and he says, it's not a hard decision. That world never held much for me except you. Thank you for what you did give me. And mm-hmm. she says, what was that? And he said, a reason to believe there's more to life than pain. And the ability to recognize true love when I found it, even if it did take me 17 years to do it. Basically, he's thanking her for smacking him upside the head, but he doesn't say well, that. Well, I mean, there's, there's also, I mean, I think everyone kind of loses Snape's childhood in the fact that they loved Lily. But Lily really did save him, regardless of whether they loved each other or not, is that mm-hmm. she she really did save him from his father. And she gave him an alternative to what people could be like. Mm-hmm. And he gets on the train and she shouts and says, there's a Lily there too. She wants to be friends, but her James doesn't approve. And he snickers. <laughs> Eh, some things something never change not to, you know not to approve it's in his nature yeah so. I'll see you again give my love to Sussy mm-hmm. yeah I endured 18 years of sorrow and loneliness I can take a few minutes within a flask though Draco does not does deserve some type of revenge for not warning me beforehand yeah. <laughs> and then he there's this horrible shock and glass shattering and his spirit self is standing in the great hall of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, and okay, he has I've to find hurry. his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise he'll be stuck. So he hurries until he gets to the hospital wing and 
he sees himself on the bed. The chest. That would be very disconcerting. It's got to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, am I in time? Can I still enter? And he tries it with just his hand, and that doesn't work. He tries his arm, and that doesn't work. And he has to actually kneel over the body and merge his chest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, whoa. But he has a hesitation, because he can do it, but should he? You know, this is another yeah. man's life that he's... Right. Mucking around with. And then he turns and sees Cecilia sleeping mm-hmm. at the other end of the ward. And he says, well, you know, there's nothing else. His counterpart cannot do anything more with this body. It's just going to sit there and rot if he doesn't. He made his choice. Right. Yeah. It's time that I'm in And then he has the worst pins and needles ever and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and the then, muscles have atrophied by now. Mm-hmm. And then he hears this rasping sound, and mm-hmm. he's getting cold, and he's like, oh, dear, there's dementors. <laughs> bad. It's bad. Great timing, yep. Yeah, and he's like, I understand why they would leave my body here. I mean, there's nothing for the dementor to go after. But why did they leave her here? And in that, he doesn't get it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... He's... So he tries to cast the Patroness, mm. but he can't because he's really been through a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, But he screws up his determination and manages it the second time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it's the doe, not the tiger that leaps from his wand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he tells it to chase it away as far as you can. And then he... And, you know, the, he really has good faith in this Patronus because then he says, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and he lays back down. I would not be laying back down to go to sleep. I would uh, be I, sitting there waiting for it to come back. I kind of feel like he's so tired. It's kind of like me after two days without sleep. I, I, I'm going to take a nap now. Yeah. Mainly because yeah. I can't stand up anymore. It's better if he lies down voluntarily rather than just sort of collapsing. Yeah. I mean, either fall down and break something or. But before he does, he goes over and kisses her. Aww. And then he has to crawl back on his back. belly like a snake yes. to get back to his bed because he has no energy at all. Yes. Mm. Oh, he actually does manage to crawl ordinarily, but he says he wouldn't have minded if he had to oh, that's crawl right. like yeah. a snake. Yeah. On all fours. Like a padfoot. Oh, padfoot. So, 109, be careful what you despair of. And Draco is opening his eyes. Poor Draco. And he's in the Dawn of the Dementors. Oh, joy. Mm-hmm. That's a movie title, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that is a reference. He's got two arms back. He's wearing his new Ferricarnia, or however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. And he okay. does not have the soul flask anymore, because it's, it's shattered. broken. And he's pretty much losing faith here. Yeah, he's not sure, okay, am I dead or what's going on? Yeah. 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 The killing curse had to have connected. Couldn't have missed me. This isn't what I thought the afterlife would be like, but, you know, you don't get to pick. And he sees the orb that Dumbledore used, Mm -hmm. and he wants to know what's going on. Show me what's going on. And he's, you know, but we have to go back. We forgot about Aunt Cece. She's in the hospital. We've got to go. And, you know, 
Abby, the skyships are a precaution, Hermione says. We gotta be up here. Mm-hmm. And She'll be Abby, safe in the castle as long as the perimeter holds. Yeah. And, but Abby knows. They're already yeah, there. Yeah, oh. Abby. I think a- Abby has always known that this is, this will be the time of the prophecy. Right. Mm-hmm. And she says, fine, I'll do it myself. And she grabs a broom and off she goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. And Hermione's um, rather pregnant, but man tries to follow anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Abby was right. Except for the last time, this is Draco back. And he's thinking, you know. Except for the last time. And then we have Ron and Ray together. Do you think he'll come through? He'll come through. Because the prophecy said so? No, because I know him. And Ron's like, well, at least Hermione's out of the way. This definitely is a movie that all of these things like... Oh, she'll be fine as long as the perimeter holds. Oh, well, at least they're out of the way. <laughs> yeah. But I, it is a little dumb of them to think, hmm, yeah, Hermione's not going to come hurtling back when she realizes that, you know, the love of her life is in danger. Right. Mm. And so then he sees his mom in the hospital wing and that Snape's there, but... You know, the chest is rising and falling. And he's put himself back down in the exact same position the body had been in. So nobody can tell. Right, that he is full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's the Dementors and there's no way I can get to her. And now we have Abby in the doorway in front of Hermione. Because um, Hermione's cast one at the Dementor that's in front of them already, but it's disintegrating. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so Abby's stepped in front of her and is trying to reason with it, basically. Because it's it's the wise one, I guess. Yes. It's the one with the extra soul. And I want another. And, you know, my heart breaks... Because I know who you are. One of your souls, anyway. Mooney, what are you doing? Hmm? What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. You are. You're making all kinds of noises. I am not. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> scrape, scrunch, scrape, scrunch, scrape. Okay. Just asking. Go ahead, Gap. Because I know who you were. One of your souls, anyway. You could. You would have been my godfather if you had been there when I was born. I know the darkness has ha- has had you for a long time, and it can make you do mostly what it wants. But I was always taught that you were a hero. I, I was always taught you were a hero, a hero who wouldn't let a Dementor take his goddaughter's soul away, no matter how hard he had to fight. And it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I it it's Abby's optimism in the face of darkness. It's just so beautiful. Right. I don't know. I find it kind of frightening. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she I feels mean, she feels like she can do this because. Uh, since it's a wise Dementor, it can't get them. Um, right. It right. has no room for another soul. But the- don't you wish you were that optimistic? I mm-hmm. feel like the older I get, the more pessimistic I get. And the more, you know, <laughs> well. jaded I feel toward the world. And I, I long for the days that the world was such a happy place where nothing mm-hmm. bad could happen to me because I could logic my way out of it. So, And Draco is really depressed at this point. Despairing. Because- yeah. 
He's, he's destroying he's the final he home. He can't do anything. So he's destroying he's the final time. He's poor Draco. Yeah. Yay! It's f- fulfilling. Prophecy. Happy. Yeah. But poor, yes, poor, poor Draco. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. And he's this, he's figured out, you know, he's screwed everything up telling Lucius about Hermione. That made him get all rabid, and um, that's what messed everything up. And, and he's like, well, maybe I should know what happened. And mm-hmm. he gets the orb, and he says, show me. Show me what happened, but do it slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the other universe, he In wants to universe. know what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sees the cutting charm gets thrown at him and it goes through his robes and it's you know caught father's hand mm-hmm. and it didn't actually no it, it just oh you would have caught it? father's hand there you go yeah and he's uh like wait a minute why is she aiming at me this spell and her because hermione sends a relatio at him mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he realizes that lucius is clutching a torn set of robes and part of his arm. Yep. And Draco falls and Lucius takes the killing curse. Yep. Yay! You know, a week ago I would have a week ago I would have said that he he deserved it. I was going to say it could have happened to a nicer person. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Can can, Can we go over this Okay. Because I'm just not putting the pieces together. This is probably one of those things where I have to see it. Okay. Okay. But I thought Draco uh, earlier, wasn't supposed to move. Draco wasn't well, supposed to move. Because Hermione needed to... Hermione and Ron needed to hit things at the right angle. Right. Because um, earlier he told Hermione how to attach and detach the Farrakarna right. hand when right. he gave one to her. Right. And so she shot the spell at him to make his arm come off at the same time as Ron has shot the spell to slice the piece of his robes that Lucius is gripping. Mm -hmm. So he, having not moved, just falls over because he's no longer propped up by Lucius holding him there. And Lucius was standing right next to him and gets hit by the killing curse that was meant for Draco. Mm -hmm. Right. It's almost like, was he standing almost behind him maybe? So he would I feel like it was the way Voldemort aimed. It was in, it was in the center of the two. So if Draco had still been standing there, it would have hit both of them, and they both would have died. Uh, maybe could be. I don't know. And it depends he, on the diameter of the curse and various other. Oh you goodness! Know, can you tell my father is a mathematician? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we have Neville Luce, and Ginny. Here we go, uh, Lucius caught his left arm at the elbow and twisted it behind his back. So okay. he's, he's holding him by his stump and by the shoulder of his robes. So okay. he's holding it with two hands. And Ron cuts off the robes that he's holding in his one hand, and Hermione detaches the arm that he's holding in his other hand. Oh, that, that must Draco be kind of him. falls sideways out of the way, and yep. Lucius gets hit with it. Yay! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Harry you know, has shot his was- trusty Expelliarmus and slams Voldemort in the shoulder and hurls him back into the wall and breaks his neck. Right. Yep. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Except, I, mean, I wonder if that would have actually killed him. Yeah. 
No, no, no. I mean, if he if he still would have had Horcruxes and Draco, Harry would have like broken his neck or something. Would that have been no? If he still had Horcruxes, then no. But he didn't it have any. Killed the body, but the soul yeah. would have been true. in there still. He would have been vapor mort again. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> I really, you know, if if my one if I I really believe there are fates worse than death, mm-hmm. and it's great to have the evil person you know that you've been fighting for however many books, you know, die. But it's not as satisfactory as some other fates. Well, but anyway, I still say that uh, the sequel, The Worthy King. The sequel to Fox here still has mm-hmm. the best fate for Umbridge. Oh, because yeah, by far. They don't kill her; they give her to the centaurs. What a perfect exactly. thing! <laughs> oh yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's—I mean, I don't know. It's—it's. It's... You've been watching Leverage too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the next part: um, Voldemort gets hit with the Expelliarmus and goes flying, and meanwhile. <laughs> This is all because Draco's got a, got a orb to show him everything in slow motion. So, right. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, then um, Neville and Ginny basically fling Luna across the room. <laughs> she slides across the floor, slams into Draco, and casts the spell so they'll switch universes. Right. <laughs> I just I can picture it in my head. Just um, if you've ever seen Matilda, yes, the scene where uh, the t- trench bill is uh, trench bill is spinning the girl on her pigtails. Oh yes, she yes, yes, flying yes, and then like flooding through the flowers. Yeah, and then she comes back. Miss Honey, here's the bouquet of flowers. This is all I can picture. <laughs> but now he knows that he's still alive. He's not and dead. He's not dead, and he knows exactly what to do. Yep. And he has the orb show him the Dementors. Oops, now I'm making noise. He has the orb show him the Dementors, and it shows him, you know, all these different places where they are. And he shuts his eyes, and he says, you know, we made it out. We got away in time. I never have to go back there or pretend to be something I'm not ever again, and I'm alive and he lets this joy of this feeling fill him up. And then he casts the Expecto Michelle. Patronum. How do you the say Warrior Patronus. The, war- the Warrior Patronus. The Maritime, but it's the Warrior Patronus. It's easier to say. And mm-hmm. it just goes. It's a pulse of light. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the Patronus that uh, Dumbledore's brother cast in the last movie. Oh. It reminded me of how they portray Patronuses in the movies. <laughs> like we're not going to get into that. It's a <laughs> Your Patronus is a strobe light. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just really fond of dance parties. <laughs> yeah. And we have yeah. Peter, whose ghostly form is there for a moment. He tells Abby to tell your father I said hi before he disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like this um, too because Peter got redeemed in this mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Abby takes off down the hall, bursts through the door of the hall where he is, and tackle glomps him. Yep. Yep. Basically. Yep. Or not quite. 
but. he grabs her and yeah. And Maybe you can just picture Hermione, you know, kind of trembling up behind, grasping, like, supporting her stomach. Like, what are you doing to, with my sister? Like, <laughs> Celebrating. Let's do it more. Yeah, yeah. Ron, hey, that's my sister you're doing things to. And my wife. Oh, no, Ray first. <laughs> and then Ron. Mm-hmm. I should be the one doing things to her. Come join well, the party I then. he Play already for- did things to her. That's why she's having trouble walking. <laughs> She's so pregnant. <laughs> oh. Harry says, "Wait to leave it to the last second. <laughs> yeah, you should talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets to see Cecilia. Yay! Yep. They did it. They did it. Yay! And then now we've got two more chapters left, and it's just really curtain calls. And I really do like the. And does curtain calls very well. You know, a lot of fix will, you know, give you the happy conclusion and, like, just leave you there. It's just like, what do I do with all this joy? And here, here, as we move to chapter 110, What Dreams May Come, we have your uh, comeuppance for Lucius. He's picked himself up off the floor. Dust yourself off and start all over again. And he finds Narcissa there. But you, you're dead. I had no choice. You made me think you wanted me to. Don't touch me. Stay back. And she's like, totally calm, cool. I'm not here to hurt you. You might be in need of my help. (laughs) You're dead, husband of mine. And our son is alive and likely to be so for a long time yet. No thanks to you. You have no idea what he put me through. No idea how he ruined our house, our bloodline, how he has trampled on everything we have ever tried to teach him. I have a better idea than you think. And having seen the result, I say good for him. Are we led to destruction and his? Well, see for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's. And somebody has cast the spell so Dragon can snort fire from his nostrils. And he's <laughs> yes. having a great time. Of course he is. Yep. Yep. And basically. And the two Lunas are um, doing a very Luna esque dance with each other, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fun. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> she, she says, uh, My sins were considered severe enough to warrant your continued company, and yours <laughs> severe enough to warrant mine. And, yep. Uh, <laughs> and Lucius is being a Disney villain here. He's like. Happiness. There's more to life than happiness. <laughs> really? And yeah. She, yes. you find out what that more is, do tell me. I will be glad to hear it. Uh-huh. Yep. And basically, they have to sit and watch Draco's life play out. And it will drive Lucius <laughs> crazy, but it will make yep. her happy. So, there you go. Yeah. And he yeah. goes to try to hurt her, and he's, like, stopped by a force field. And she's like, oh, forgot to tell you that. No physical harm. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's one more thing I can do. And she snaps her fingers, and he can't say anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's been silenced. Yeah. What, what little good she did um, for the love of her son, she received payment for. She's like, I've yep. been wanting to do that for years. <laughs> <laughs> and Severus wakes up to Sessie singing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there a while. That's true. Mm-hmm. So. The body has been in there much longer than he has. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And he gets out of the bathroom, and a little kid is looking for Paul. And yeah. it's, yeah, Paul, if you remember, listeners, is uh, Minerva and Tom's son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually Minerva looking for yeah. Paul. And then yeah, this little kid comes around the corner, and he's like, You would be Paul, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just read that. And uh, he hides behind Snape's robes, and here comes Minerva. And- In no other universe would this question ever be asked of Severus. <laughs> <laughs> Severus, have you by chance seen a small naked child? <laughs> yeah. You mean this? I can just imagine Follow it. Follow Regulus Black. Um, Maggie Smith's Scottish accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he's got to, you know, it takes all his self-control not to laugh. And that's kind of a great sight. Snape yep. almost laughing. Yeah, there you go. There are times that I think my daughter gave birth to an eel. <laughs> Speaking of Snape laughing, um, I've been watching one of the, some of those back scene, back behind the scenes videos hey, for the movies. Honey, yeah, you sound like you're like behind a pillow. <laughs> Did you get in bed? Know. No, I ha- I can't I can't get out. Well, it'd be kind of hard for me to do that. <laughs> But, but does does her mic sound weird to anybody else? It sounds better now. Okay. She sounds closer. You do sound a little bit muffled, but it's not bad. Ow. Ow? No, we don't want ow. No, I've had my headphones on for way too long. Yeah, well, we're almost done. Yep. So he's so heading what, out what to find... What was you were saying? Oh, the backstage or... videos. Having having Alan Rookman laughing is just so disconcerting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. They've had. I've seen uh, a couple of screen caps from that kind of thing that have had interesting captions on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's making. He's walking through the rose garden and spotting Sirius and Regulus and James playing Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's really happy because the dementors are gone. Yeah. And Hermione is with Ron in Animagus form. And then mm-hmm. she's not, and she's only slightly pregnant, so she's not really pregnant. She's just, you know, kind of. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he enters through the gate into the rose garden, and he can hear the singing nearby. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he can't quite bring himself to keep going, and then he hears Lily say, don't make me come down there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mom, said Lissa in the hallway of the one where Snape had passed. That wasn't nice. No, but it was necessary. How is your father's game coming along? Three goals, two broken noses, and a sprained wrist. Good. Good. And he finally makes it in, and he finds her and gives Mm -hmm. her a great big kiss. Yep. Yes. And then has to run the gauntlets past um, Dragon and friends first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. You can't scare me. Dragons aren't afraid of anything except other dragons. But you're not a dragon, so nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Charlie's a boy Draco's age who looks like as though he might be a bit small child's brother. That's enough. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. I thought you're not a dragon. <laughs> well, it could be that too, but same difference. You've been over this, Charlie, Draco interrupted, sliding between the two of us to come over to the boy's side. You listen to your mom and dad and the other grown-ups, just like you do to me. That includes Ray and Nini, because they're your brother and sister. I know they're not dragons. 
But you have to grow up right while you're still a human. If you want to be a good dragon when you're old enough, remember? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) It's okay. Give me a hug. Now it's time for dragons and other people to be someplace else. (laughs) Draco's being the cool cousin. Mm. You know, Luna kind of, you know, nods to Severus and goes, I'm going to marry him next month. Don't do anything that won't heal before then. (laughs) And Draco's just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Oops. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Give me one reason I shouldn't. It worked. It worked. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Yes, yeah. sir. And then he looks at Luna. Hurt her, and I'll kill you. Likewise, Likewise boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these guys so much. They're going to make an interesting father sunset. Oh, God. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. And this is where he lets himself into the garden. I had jumped ahead a bit. Yep. <clears throat> and finds her, and and I skip over the thing because it's italicized. Mm-hmm. And does tell us what song it is in the author's notes. So if you want to know what it sounds like, you can find it. Yeah, and I'm we pleased. find out that after dinner they got married with the same witnesses that had been there for the dream hand fasting all those years ago. Yeah, and Draco mm-hmm. and, and Lily. Potter. Yeah, and James's friends had. Uh, dragged him away before anything could, be, could become unpleasant. <laughs> yep. The bride wore her... So Okay, this is... I love this part of this. The bride wore her blue robes and her old gardening shoes, carried a bouquet of freshly opened white roses, and sported earrings that appeared at first glance to be radishes, but were not. The groom had no special accoutrements, but the love and longing of his eyes put all such trappings to shame. It was clear that he had been waiting for this day his entire life. Aww. See, this is the kind of romance that I love. And, you know, I, I, I'm not good with the pithy, you know, white dress and, and you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't care about, like, this is what a real wedding should be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's Mrs. Cecilia Snape. Yes. And they have a brief conversation about the pedestal that he puts her on. She's afraid <laughs> she can't be worth what the way he looked at her and he feels the same way in reverse and uh, they close the door and there's a handy do not disturb sign yeah. Yay. Yay. and chapter 111 the, the final epilogue. chapter be careful, be careful you just might get you it you just might get it <laughs> I love this chapter so much it's, I mean yeah I mean there are no words if gotta... one more person says you're here too, I'm going to scream. Obviously, we're all here or we wouldn't be here. <laughs> Your brilliance never ceases to amaze me, said Ron, kissing Hermione's cheek. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's got a point. And then there's, so there's Tonks and Lupin and Andy and Neville and Ron and Hermione Ted- and Teddy. They mm-hmm. lived, yay. Um, so... Uh, Kingsley Shacklebolt is there, and they're all wondering why they're there. Mm-hmm. And it's to, you know, for a will reading. And you know, everyone's just like, who died that, you know, that left something for us? Because right. most of the people that they know who died were Death Eaters. And Kingsley unrolls the scroll and says, the last will and testament of Jaco Lucius Malfoy. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> the noise soiled Teddy, who began to fall in bus and Lupin had to conjure him a cuddly red line before he would settle down. 
Mm-hmm. I can just like, Ron refuses to take it because it's, it's probably jinxed. jinxed. I can just imagine Nymphadora like shooting dirty little looks for him waking up her son. Mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> Kingsley, Kingsley said, says, you'd yeah. be embarrassed if I held you to that. Your brother Bill was on the team that I sent to investigate the bequests listed here to make sure they were safe. So yeah. <laughs> He doesn't know he who doesn't yet know involved. were involved, he but he did tell me that whoever was inheriting what he checked out was a very lucky bastard. Direct yeah. quote, that is. Yep. <laughs> right. Jenny Snickers. <laughs> so Kingsley find you know, they all settle down and Kingsley finds the place on the on the scroll and starts reading. I, Draco Lucius Malfoy, of sound mind and body, do hereby declare, etc. etc. Greetings from beyond what I hope will is not actually my grave. If, in accordance to my wishes, you are reading this 31 days after the date of my unexplained disappearance, it probably isn't. I do, however, wish to be considered legally from this date and my effects distributed as though I have died. Since it's unlikely, I'll be back. But what if he had died? How would the... I'm sure it was spelled to be alternatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts... You know, with the, his family, which I I think you know is a good nod to yep. you know, everything that was not given. Um, and uh, if anyone starts making a fuss about accepting one of my bequests, my godmother will give you bad dreams every night until you stop. <laughs> Effective. <laughs> Talk Watching with a bowl of popcorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So Andromeda gets gold from the Malfoy vault. To equal the dowry that his mother brought with her because she didn't get her dowry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that he wishes that he had known his aunt better. Mm-hmm. Because they only had a few days where they really exchanged anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, very true. To my so, colleague, and Neville gets yeah. anything that was formerly the property of someone named Lestrange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fabulous. I know. And I love the line, I understand Hufflepuff girls like blokes with huge tracks of land. <laughs> is that pause written in there, Lupin asked, when anything could be heard? It is. Kingsley turned the scroll so Lupin could see. Why do you ask? Marveling at the universal, universality of things, that's all. Yeah. Marvel away, you're up next. To my former professor, Remus John Lupin, my cousin, Nifedora Tonks Lupin, and their son, Theodore Remus Lupin, the contents in equal shares of the Lestrange vault for, at Gringotts. Fair warning, the items contained therein are under some nasty anti-theft curses, and the go- but the goblin should be able to help you get those off. There's also a fake sword of Gryffindor and a fake cup of Hufflepuff. Everything else, as far as I know, is real. Right. Are you positive this is legally binding? <laughs> Which is just, mm-hmm. I mean... Remus Lupin has been poor his entire life, so... Right. It's just perfect. It's just heart-stopping. So perfect. And um, and he's like, not sure about this, but Tonks is like, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> no problem. Well, the way it works is that um, the way Andy's curse worked was perfect because the Lestranges died first. The Blood Lestranges <laughs> died first. Mm-hmm. And then... Bella died, you know, a couple hours later. So mm-hmm. Draco was the closest living relative to her. So because and Andy was legally disowned, right. and so whatever he now has, he can give away. Mm-hmm. So then we have to my cousins, Ronald Billius and Geneva Molly Ginevra. Weasley. Yeah, I can't say it. Ginny Molly Weasley. <laughs> And, and to, to my, my 
And he looks at Hermione and says, this one has me stumped. And she's like, uh, something about me being his sister? Complete with quotation, quotation marks. marks. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that part of the story later. To my sister, <clears throat> Hermione Jean Granger, the contents and equal shares of the Malfoy vault at Gringotts. Fewer interesting artifacts than the Lestranges, but lots of gold, even after Andromeda's share comes out. And also uh, the land to run the land where Malfoy Manor once stood. That he can do whatever he wants with it, but he can't use his name. Cover your mouth, Close your mouth, Weasley. <laughs> that is not written in there. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> and now Harry steals himself because he's like, okay, I'm the last one. To my, my friendly, friendly enemy, enemy. Harry James Potter. No gold. Not because I don't like him, but because it's such a bad precedent <laughs> to will money to a person who has a habit of beating one in duels. Instead, I'd like him to have the journal that I've been keeping for the past year, complete with illustrations from my own love of Luna, with the understanding that he will share the story contained therein with everyone who is involved, and at his own destruction with the world by publishing it. There are a few things I would like. To, I, I think the Wizarding World ought to know about. So that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> the night before the battle, I asked him about something that didn't make sense, and he said he couldn't tell me just then, but I, that I'd know eventually. He must have meant his journal, and Kingsley has it. Um, and he has one more paragraph, and who wants to read it? Most of all, I'd like to leave everyone my apologies for the stupid things I used to do. I won't say I didn't know better, because I was old enough to think for myself, which means I should have known better. In any case, I've made up for as much of the damage as I did as I possibly could. The rest is up to you. I don't expect to see you again, so please don't. So please accept my wishes, and Luna's, of course. For your future health, wealth, and happiness, mine, by the time you're reading this, will already be a sure thing. Yep. And, and Harry wants to head over to Andromeda's house, mm-hmm. and they're going to read through the journal. Yep. yep. And, you know, they spend the rest of the day reading the story. and They pass it around, because it's not a journal like we would think of a journal. It's different right. journals. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. kind of pass the pages around. Right. Yeah. It's a scroll journal, and he's really as a story. It's not, dear diary. Today I woke up in another world. You know. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's more of it starts this very third person yeah. narrative, mm-hmm. and you know they kind of realize that they never knew who Draco Malfoy was. They only saw who Draco thought he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the seventh year, when Draco discovered who he really was, there wasn't a whole lot of time. To figure out who people were. So. Right. <laughs> and they get Hermione to explain the prophecy because mm-hmm. Harry says it makes even less sense than his. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that Luna had set it up to make him think he died when we'd lost. So when he learned the truth, he'd be happy enough to drive all those dementors away. And then the ending is about their getting married. Luna the moon, the urgent orb, and... The become forsworn is a pun of her taking the name of Malfoy in bad mm-hmm. faith. And the Dementors will stay locked up as long as there are Malfoys in that world. Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another entry on the list of things I never wanted to think about, Ron, ground his knuckles into his eyes. Malfoy's sex life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that, that's kind of what the Potter, you know, family was. It's just like, okay, go forth and have babies because you, you're the only one left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. 
And Ginny wants to talk to Hermione about something because she doesn't quite buy everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hermione knows a little bit more than they'd think about what Draco's thinking and feeling because of the hand. Mm-hmm. She's still connected to him. The blood because they're still linked. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she says, can I see the prophecy? I thought it sounded short. You missed a line. And she says, I skipped a line. We'll go back to it some other time. Mm-hmm. But they've heard all they want to hear about Snape today. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So... So then, and it's got a very bad pun in it, apparently. Yes. And so then the next afternoon, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the land that Malfoy Manor once stood on, and Harry suggests... Well, the the that's, that's crazy. crazy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. They will come. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And meanwhile, Hermione has a bit of a daydream and gets to see in the other into the other world while they're having a dance. Mm. They're getting what they got married. Yeah, yeah. She gets to watch her quote unquote brother get married, and she sees Severus Snape with Cecilia, and everybody's happy. And mm-hmm. then we go to the canon quote unquote epilogue, which is not the epilogue of Doom. It's the whole what I think J.K. Rowling was initially Going aiming to do. for. It. Just you know, mm-hmm. paragraphs of who did what. Right. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of. Um, certain older movies or miniseries or things at the end they always have a little uh, montage of people driving off into the sunset or whatever and then there are um, paragraphs about what happened to these mm-hmm. characters after this mm-hmm. yeah yeah or, or if, if they have movies that are based on true stories or whatever say like charlie went on to become a whatever and so forth mm-hmm. uh, so you guys can read it out there in listener land because there's a lot of stuff in there um <laughs> yes there's a lot of stuff in there. And a lot of it's canon. You know, Harry went on to be an or. An or um, he sometimes clerked at Wizarding Wheezes, which I think that's funny. I denied his identity. I look like who? What? Ginny played wear professional a Quidditch. There's actually a fic where Harry pretends to be somebody else for an entire summer. No. Hermione works for three different departments at once. Probably. <laughs> Neville's wooed Hannah. Mm-hmm. Without revealing the existence of his land. Tracks of land. <clears throat> Which yeah. pays off because they grow things on them for, in there for uh, the Icky Cauldron. Lupin, the Lupins have more kids. Uh-huh. Draco uh, becomes an actor. Draco. Of course he does. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And Luna rescues magical, magical animal. Creature rescuer. And Severus makes and sure that none of his students ever see him in private touch. moments with his wife. I love this. <laughs> or as one child. Because the yep. facade of the terrifying and all-knowing potions master would have been hard to reconcile with some of the <laughs> phrases he heard himself <laughs> uttering as a father and a husband. Yeah. He never did outright, outright baby talk, but there were moments he came close. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, at the very end, she says, as much as was in their various capacities, they all lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. For certain values of ever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. And that's the end. Yay. Yay. Well, and, and it was great fun. That was it fabulous. Was fun. 
It and went on for a really long time, but we enjoyed all of it. So. Yes, it did. It's a horribly long fic. I would not recommend doing this in one one fell swoop. In one, don't try and read this in one night. <laughs> you won't succeed. You wouldn't. Hours or more. You wouldn't. Yeah. It. Yeah, it would take too long. <laughs> it would take a while. Uh, let's see. Final final thoughts. Final thoughts. Go for it. Who wants Something to go first? Besides, it was long. Distracted by sirens off going down the street. All right, I'll go first. It's a lovely fic, and I really enjoy it. But this is probably the first time that is a fic has legit made me cry, for reasons other than a character that I liked died. I really enjoyed this fic. I like a lot of Anne's fics, and this, you know, has elements of all of them. She does similar things with most of her stories, but I like this one also because it is very accessible to people who haven't read most of her stories Mm -hmm. because it's so um, intertwined with the canon. You Mm -hmm. can follow along and watch all the little changes that Draco makes and how most of the same things still happen, but they happen in slightly different orders and all of this kind of neat stuff. And it's interesting to find out um, about this other world because it isn't quite like any of Anne's stories before, although if you have read some of her stuff, it kind of helps you figure out what's going on there a little quicker. Um, That did, as I think we said during the first episodes, that was one of the things that was a little bit troublesome about this story is she kind of, she was being mysterious about what was going on in the other world, and that might have gone on for a little too long, Mm because it it takes Mm -hmm. a bit to get into um, so that you really know, okay, what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be very interested, for example, to see a side fic sometime just about um, more of the history of that other world, because a lot of things have happened differently to bring it to the point that we read in this story, and stuff like that. I was going to say about two or three chapters back, there are a lot of bits in this story that I would love to read out or do as a master fic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, judging by how long it's taking us to do the audio fic of Battle of Wills and that being a story that's half the size of this one, um, there's no chance uh-huh. that we'll ever make an audio fic of Be Careful, unfortunately. Well, we could just do selections. But, we could do mm-hmm. a master fic. Uh, like we did with the 100 episode, episode 100, and yeah. just put up a, a little clip. Reserved for episode 200. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you don't think I we'll have 200 episodes? Them. I don't know. We're at, like, 130-something, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. In the 50s. So 150-something, like, we... You've got 50 more to go. It's not that far. <laughs> the editing will kill me. <laughs> yeah. Well, once to. I, depending on my job, you know, level, I might be able to help you. Yeah. Now that I'm almost done with school. Yay. But the part that made me think of that this time was um, in chapter 110 when um, – Snape comes up and confronts Draco just before going into the garden. Yeah, that's a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been a fun one. But, mm-hmm. Go, Mooney! Anyway, yes, I 
really enjoyed going through it. Uh, as I think I have said on every single podcast we've done of this thing, <laughs> but uh, well, I was, was a fan. Choice. We read it. I'm still a fan. I keep finding new things to think about and point out as we go through. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying it. I guess if you haven't, you probably aren't listening to this one. But, uh, <laughs> if you haven't been enjoying it, this is the last episode. You don't have to do Be Careful anymore. We're moving on. <laughs> we are. But, yeah, I've had a great time doing all of these. Okay. I mean, as I said before, I mean, I waited to read this because I just, I don't remember if I started to read it and just couldn't go on or if I just didn't start it, you know, just based on what the summary was and said, I can't do this. I'm not quite in the right frame of mind. Um, but in all honesty, I wish that this would have come out, you know, years ago, you know, back when I was in high school or something, you know, because I really would have, I mean, not that I don't now, but I empathize with Jacob's character, just sort of having somebody like that. I mean, granted, yes, there were, you know, sorts of books that I've read, but I think this hit would have hit me in a whole different way. And it still does, you know, the, the, raw emotion and all that. Um, and I'm seeing, you know, bits and pieces that are tying into DV canon um, that are very intriguing to me, which I really, really enjoy, you know, and other bits and pieces. Is she, is she going to write a sequel? Did she, has she said, I mean, I know she Yeah, there's a one shot out there. There's a sequel. Okay. Oh, that's what she was talking about. Okay, okay. Yes, I remember that. That was, that was fun too. Um, but just, you know, and chatting with Anna as we do the podcast, you know, telling her about, oh, we're talking about this now. Well, we talked about that. And she, you know, going, what did you say? Oh, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> you're being mean. In a year. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll um, <clears throat> but she, she's liked that we've all been enjoying it very much. Um, but I really liked, you know, being able to sort of go through Draco's emotional journey as well you know what he's had to deal with and you know now i'm using that for fodder for my own writing too which has helped a great deal um but in all honesty this is also my therapy you know all all of these sort of is my therapy but this just too in a whole different way and you know there were parts of canon that i really would have liked to have seen and it's nice to be able to see them mm-hmm. albeit through different perspectives but to be able to see them nonetheless and just get a different take. I mean, the whole, you know, with the discussion we had earlier about Snape and his scene with Lily, you know, I, I wonder if Joe would have addressed that or that that would have been, that would be really interesting to see what she would have done with it. Um, but that and getting to see a whole other side of Snape, it, it irks me to some extent, but it's also nice to get to see him as a different person. Well, I like this a lot. I started it when it first came out, and I got about 35 chapters in. And I know that I had sent Anne a message before it was finished and said, I really want to put this on the podcast. Is it going to be finished? And at that point, I was looking. That was back when we were doing the member voting, and I wanted to put it up for a member pick. Mm -hmm. And Uh she had told me that she didn't know if it would ever be finished and not to do it. And then she finished it. And I knew that it was one that Scott really liked. And so I was really happy to be able to put it on the, the podcast for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, like I said, I had stopped it, I think, chapter 35 or something like that. So I didn't read it all the way through until 
we started the podcast and then really I've read it all the way through since then. But yeah, I had not mm-hmm. read it all the way through when we started. But yeah, I do, I'm being a bad fan, actually. It's a good thing we put this on here because I think I ended up at one point I stopped around chapter 97 and then I there were a few more and I did read through some of them, I think, till probably about halfway through this podcast, around uh, 101 or so. But um, the last 10 chapters I hadn't read until, I think, after we did the second podcast on this or so. Mm -hmm. Am I I the only one who read this all the way through as it was going on? Well, I mean, and I think the only one who's read it multiple times. I mean, this is only my second ever full read through. I I liked it. I liked seeing the the journey Draco took. Try saying that five times fast. No, can't say one time fast. Um, And, you know, I liked the idea of the multiple universes and that he could travel back and forth. And like Scott said, I really liked watching her kind of dance around canon because she did. It it had to be, she was as canon compliant as she could be. And it had to be this you know, dance in order for it to work right. And I really liked the way that she was able to pull that off too. Mm-hmm. One thing changed out of the entire, you know, or, or two things changed, I guess, if you count the Malvoys. But, you know, two things changed out of the entire, you know, of that, of, of canon. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, it, 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 stu- it stuck extremely co- close to what was going on. Oh, yeah. And I applaud her for it. Yeah. Because that is not easy. So, I mean, this was a long haul. I'm glad that we broke it up and did did it the way that we did it. The listeners will be getting this in Double six episodes. groups instead of 12, which we took to record it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Goodness, I, we've I been don't at think we would have been able to pull it off. If we've we, been at this for, we have been out at this for three months. I know. Wow. So. Uh, I have, I have. We, when, what month did we start this in? Uh, three months ago would have been September. So we started this at the beginning of my last semester at, at school. And we are like ending we this. We started it September 28th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, 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 I, was, I was a month in, so I still count that as the beginning. It's before, you know, midterms. So we began this at the beginning of my last semester at school. And we are ending this. Nine days before I graduate. Yep. So we are <clears throat> going to be moving on to shifts by Fernwithy. We will be. Oh, we get to do another Fernwithy fic. Yes, we yeah. are doing another Fernwithy fic. And for those of us, you know, those of you who are tired of listening to just us Babylon, we will be having a variety of people over the next four weeks. Yeah. Uh, as we have different guest hosts dropping in. I get a break because, you know, I figure out where I'm working. <laughs> and we uh, go back to our thing. regular hosts. So uh, thank you, Anne, for writing this wonderful story and letting us blather on about it. Um, you've been on the chopping block once already, and to put yourself up again, that's pretty courageous. So we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Especially with me. Depending on what happens in the next little while, we might have an interview Mm-hmm. just in a few moments here or it might be its own podcast depending on how huge this one turns out to be yeah. but we'll see yeah, yeah and yeah. and deserves an order of merlin just 
to, you know, for putting out with me on my sleep deprived rants about something that I, you know, kind of irks me a little bit that turns into, I don't like this. Ah! Our, our, our rants about, oh God, what was the one that drove us all crazy? Um, a couple of podcasts. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we take one sentence in a single chapter and make it half an hour. Yep. Yeah, we're good at that. We took one sentence and made it an inside joke. And now we continue to reference it over the next, you know, 20 podcasts. Mm -hmm. And she already has her order of Merlin, so she doesn't get another one. Yeah, I know. know. Order of Merlin, first class. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, can we upgrade her to first class? I don't know. We'll have to talk about it in a year when we release this thing. Yep. So, but, um, yeah, I... It's, I really appreciate that we got this on there, that uh, we were able to slog our way through it, because even though it's a wonderful fake, it is long, and that, you know, we, it was fun. So I don't know why it is all the fix that I pick out and decide maybe we sh- I should recommend are huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I do it but, too. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. In fact, that's okay. I Ryan have- just gave me one that's some 80 some odd. Mm-hmm. Well, let's it's say like goodnight, and then we can keep going. Keep talking. Thanks again, you two, for joining us, uh, Kat and Mooney. Mooney, thank you for mm-hmm. debuting on this and sticking with it as long as you did. You're very welcome. We didn't debut on this. Me. Mooney. I said oh. Mooney. You said Kat mm-hmm. and Mooney. No, you well, didn't. I Never thanked mind. Kat and Mooney, and then I told Mooney thank you oh, for debuting. Fine. I'm just dancing. You just missed the word. You're just tired. It may be Skype's fault. You never know. Yeah, I fell asleep like 10 10 hours ago. You know, I'm I'm (laughs) actually sleep talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of you are welcome to come back, even though we aren't covering this fic anymore. Mm -hmm. If something catches your interest. Yes. You know, my position on uh, guest hosting. Mm -hmm. Yep. If Mm -hmm. we need you, you will be there. Unless it's finals week. <laughs> Which we don't have to worry about anymore. Then, yep, yeah, don't have to worry about it anymore. it's over. We don't have to deal with finals anymore with Cat and Cat going completely nuts because her head's going to fall off. Explode. <laughs> so, and with that, we're going to say goodnight, everybody. Good night. Bye. Good night, everyone. <laughs>